to the PulpMX.com show. Broadcasting live around the world from the Vegas Strip in a room where the term action could refer only to the classic Supercross playing on the VCR. And now, introducing your hosts, Steve Mathis and the OGK dub, Kenny Watson. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. <laughs> Yeah, we're live, live on the air, Paul Bimek Show. Thank you for listening. I'm your host, Steve Mathis. With me, as usual, is my buddy, Kenny Watson. Kenny, what's up? I don't know about buddy, but I'm here. All right, my, well, my buddy is here. That's why I'm going to call you my buddy. Wow. Uh, once again, Paul Bimek Show, live from Las Vegas. Thank you. Uh, we took a week off last week, Kenny. Um, did you miss miss coming home? Come over? Tell you the truth? Yeah. No. Okay. Uh, you had X Games going on. This is an X Games special show. Yeah, we had X Games and then uh, stayed down in SoCal where I grew up in Venice and uh, went out with some old friends and yeah. uh, had a special birthday party for uh, my buddy Kerry Hart. Uh-huh. And uh, it was quite an evening, quite an evening. Yeah, well, maybe we can get into that a little bit later. but uh, well, It's not. I'm trying to forget it. Really? Yeah, okay. It was crazy. Well, you've been listening to the Pulp MX Show. Thank you. We were off last week. Thank you for tuning in this week. X Games Special Edition. We got uh, Andy Harrington, Regis Harrington now. I don't know what's up with that. What's his middle name is Andy? Is that it? And no, knows. Regis is middle name. Oh, okay, all right. And uh, Jason Wygant's on. They're going to talk X Games. Jason Baker, the track designer and builder for X Games, is going to be on, and I'd like to <coughs> definitely ask him some questions. I think Watson's got some too. Um, but before we do that, I'll get to that X Games stuff, we'll have Bidus on, Rob Bidus, to quickly update us on Jenna Hayes from two weeks ago and how that Miss Bike Night contest went. Uh, down in Ohio. We'll, we'll get to the straight goods on that deal. Um, but once again, thank you for listening. Let's do our sponsors real quick. JGRMX.com. Check them out on the web. Cooper Webb, one of the big winners this week at Loretta Lynn's Kenny on a CRF 150. Full JGR bike. Wow, and he, he, he did really well, didn't he? Yeah, he, 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 he uh, smoked uh, the pack. So uh, that's a JGR bike. That's what they can do for you. And that's a Honda. Normally they ride Yamahas. Everyone associates them with Yamahas, but that was a Honda. So, so obviously it doesn't matter. They build strong equipment. They just do it, dude. They just make it happen. <laughs> Those boys at JGR. Don't ever count them out. So check them out on the web, jgrmx.com. Suspension motor mods for your bike. Uh, X-Brand goggles. This week, Kenny, I'm going crazy. I'm going wow. crazy. You're don't, don't, don't. Uh, 40% discount this week. 40%, Kenny. Dude, what are you smoking? Dude? I know. I know. I'm crazy. Here. I'm crazy. All you got to do is go to xbrand.com, eksbrand.com. Uh, good quality goggles, 25 years of goggle technology behind that thing. Uh, goggle of choice of Michael Essie, Motor Concepts, and others. Josh Strang, yeah, GNCC hero right now. Uh, type in the code XPRO2010, all caps, XPRO2010, on the website when you click buy it now, and you will get 40% off for this week. Does Rich know you're doing this? No. No, I would be Cheers. I would be fired if Rich knew I was doing this. <laughs> he yeah. almost got fired when I stole those goggles and gave them to the chick. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Two he pair was, of goggles. He was, it was pissed. over with. It was over with. Uh, TREMX.com, free shipping, anything over $100. Check them out on the web, TREMX.com, home of the Racer's Edge, your one-stop shop for all things moto. If you want a discount when you order from there, go type in PulpMXShow, all caps, and you can get a discount on your order. They have anything you need for your bike and body. One of the SoCal's, well, SoCal? Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah SoCal, sure. leading-edge shops uh, located in uh, the beautiful city of... Yeah, if you, if you just want to check out what they city have... city of what? Simi Valley, Simi Valley, yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, if it was up to me, if anyone's ever seen that movie where uh, um, where they just wanted to drop the bomb over and blow it up, I would want to do that to that city because there's yeah. nothing that but cancer that comes out of that city lately. Wow, wow. But T R E. Yeah. T 
TRE. Uh, you would save like, them from TRE. You would, you would not do it. from. You would t- call TRE first and say, hey. Yeah, it's coming. What's that movie I'm thinking about? Uh, with uh, uh, the guy that played Dottie. What's that movie? Um, forget it. I'm wasting my time right now. What movie? I th- when they, when they want to drop that bomb over mm-hmm. the city to blow it up because it was all nuked out. And the monkey came on the ship. Oh, outbreak! Outbreak! Oh yeah, yeah. That's what I want to do. This and the monkey out. came on the ship. I don't think. I, yeah, as soon as I said the monkey on the ship, you knew who it was. He was idiot. on an airplane. Bull crap! It came over on the on the. No, it was on an airplane. A guy, the guy took it from uh, Brazil on an airplane. Dude, I'm not gonna argue. They landed on the ship, dude, and they went into the guy's bunk, and the guy was laying there, and he had pictures of the monkey above his head. You kidding me? And they found the dude dead in his bunk. Okay. Come on, dude. I thought a guy brought it over on the airplane, and he infected the whole airplane. No, he didn't okay. affect the Okay, must be another movie. No, there's only one outbreak, dude. All right. Well, but hey, what, dude, I'm not even at your level. I'm not even going to argue with hey, you Hey, right uh, uh, and speaking of TREMX, we got a lot of emails off on the uh, week off, as well as some voicemails we're going to play. But uh, Brett said, uh, hey, Steve, no Kenny on this email. Just got myself a swag of gear from the awesome team at TREMX. I used the Pulp MX Show coupon code and got a super deal. I'm very impressed. Love the show. Love Kenny Watson. Who doesn't? Love motocross. Yeah, thanks, Steve. Brett. So Brett used a Pulp MX show coupon code and got a super deal. That does not and surprise me. he was very, me. very happy. Hey, Brett, welcome to the TRE family. Those guys will treat you like you've been going there for 20 years. There's, those guys are awesome. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Check out TREMX.com if you want to Somebody check it in the out. chat room confirmed that the monkey came over on a ship. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, all right. Uh, when so was the last time you seen a monkey on an airplane? And it infected the whole airplane. You think the monkey got out? Was just no in a cage. And the guy had like a little oh, cage. Really? Yeah. When was the last time you were on the last time you were on a plane? You, you don't see a monkey in a cage. You don't see little tiny dogs on the cages on airplanes. There's a difference between a monkey and a dog. Dude, dude. it doesn't matter. People can just sneak a monkey in there. Dude, the airline's not going to check. I'm not even going to argue. You're not even. You're not even on my level right now. Just all let right. It go. Fantastic. And uh, also on the week off, I f- totally for- blew this trivia question. I forgot about it till yesterday. But uh, uh, I asked the Chad Reed trivia question last week, uh, two weeks ago. And uh, the winner, we had a lot of correct answers. The winner, though, I'm probably going <laughs> to blow this guy's name. Oh, God, that it's was a good one. The monkey would never get through STA. TSA. TSA, what are you, dyslexic? Tonight I am. Okay. I was going to go with a good comeback, Matt, I'm not going to say it. Matt Fuhrer, F-H-U-E-R-E. I might have pronounced your last name wrong. You, Matt Fuhrer, you, you won up. the trivia contest. You're going to get a $50 off Rockwell watch. Gift certificate rockwelltime.com. Look who's rocking Rockwell, one of the sponsors of our show. And uh, trivia question this week is uh, pulpmxtrivia at gmail.com. That is where you want to send your answer, pulpmxtrivia at gmail.com. How many shows of, how many Pulp MX shows has Kenny Watson been on? Uh, and I mean as a guest or as the host? That's a lame question. Well, whatever, dude. It's hundreds. We've only done 26 of these, I think. But you didn't say Pulp MX shows, did you? The Moto Show, Pulp MX Show, whatever. Uh, Same thing. How many shows has Kenny done? Add it up. That means they're going to go to the archives and maybe listen, Watson, and thereby get us clicks and hits for advertising. Oh, good job. Good job. Yeah, we need See? those because we only got about 18. We need to get at least 22 by the end of the day. Yeah, we do. Uh, by the uh, end of this uh, show. Any talk at uh, X Games about the Pulp MX Show with you? Any any talk about that? Believe it Did or you, not, uh, there's some flathead, blacks wearing socks kids that listen to it. Really? Uh, yeah. And, and, and you're their hero. <laughs> you not, are their hero. I am not their hero. I'm not from Riverside, and I don't wear black socks. Pulled up to my calves. All right. How many Deegan. shows has Kenny been on? 
uh, host and guest combined. Popamex trivia at gmail.com. Send it in and get a Rockwell gift certificate. Uh, Brad Reeman, you are not eligible to win. Um, Neither is Pokey Mathis. You she, win all the time. She's out. Uh, it's called it's Pookie. God, dude, you're struggling with the reading tonight. Um, all right. I did uh, flat fillers. Yeah. Come on, dude. What do we got? Come on. I'm working. <laughs> hey, don't forget, this thing's available on iTunes. Uh, you can listen to it uh, probably tomorrow morning. Archive on iTunes as well. Stitcher.com. Kenny, Stitcher.com. You can get it on that BlackBerry right there that you have. Oh, sweet. And you can listen to the show. Uh, take, take the latest show and listen to it from your mobile device. So check us out on Stitcher.com. We were in their top five uh, most loved shows last week. Like Viewers give a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Our show was in the top five, Kenny, of thumbs up. And that's out of everything, like New York Times and, and all this stuff. So, uh, you know, basically, that's, that's, uh, that's the deal. Hey, in honor of the X Games, we just, right off the presses, uh, Metal Militia deal tonight. TREMX.com, 20% off MSR Metal Militia helmets and stands. So uh, if you're a Militia w- member out there, you want to get with the Militia, you want to be cool with the Militia, Go to tremx.com. The code is MMDEAL, uh, capitals, all caps. MMDEAL would mean Metal Militia. Metal Militia Deal. deal. And you're 20% (laughs) off MSR, Metal Militia Helmets and Stands. Did you see your buddy Deegan this weekend? I did see Brian. How was Brian? How was he? Brian's awesome. Brian's awesome? Yeah. What's it like with Deegan and Hart not really being bros, and then you're in the middle? It's me and Brian have a relationship, and Carrie and I have a relationship. Okay. It's not like does Carrie rag on you for being buddies with him, and hey, does Deegan rag on you for they, being? They bud- both pick at me, like, right. oh yeah, your boy, oh your boy, this, right, your boy, right, that, right. right. And how do you handle that, Kenny? With violence or are no? You? Very special. I I handle it very special. Okay. All right. So that's uh, that's a couple ways to get the the, the, the show iTunes uh, Stitcher dot com as well on the archives. I feel like this intro is going on forever and ever. Yeah, sicko. Andy well, Harrington, Jason Wygant, Jason Baker, and Rob Bidis will be on the show. You know what? Let's take calls, too. I'll show, Kenny. If someone's got a question about really anything, but we're doing X Games tonight. We're going to talk about that. 702-586-7857. Call in tonight and uh, ask us uh, anything you want. If you want a question about X Games, though, Kenny is your guy because he was there all weekend, and he's down with it. Let's do a couple of emails, Kenny, right now. Um, uh, hey, this one's for you, actually. Uh, Sweet. I'm surprised that no one even noticed the U.S. Highland Company actually raced their new 450 MX bike with the rider Corey Green piloting it in the Super X competition. Not a single mention of this feat, which amazed me because not only did the bike look to perform as well as any of the other bikes out there, nobody saw it in the stands except for me. And I think it was an amazing feat for a company that came out of basically nowhere, well, Oklahoma, and before that they were in Sweden. Either way, could you bring this up on the show tonight? I think it's pretty awesome that they were able to achieve this. Uh, not TWMX, not RacerX, or MXA ever made a mention of this. Thanks, Jeff. Kenny, do you know Corey Green? And he was piloting a bike that was not one of the... I do, bikes? and that's... Uh, I. You know what? The funny thing is, I, s- I know about the Highlanders. We used to make, not fun of them, but we used to have like a little joke... Team Highlander, like they were the Wolverines from the movie Red Dawn. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Like, Highlanders! <laughs> and they were like a bunch of Swedish dudes. And there was this one dude, I, I don't really know the Supermoto guys that well, right. like from Europe. But there was one dude that came over here, and he was like, he hauled ass on that thing. But that thing has a steel frame. 
And I went over there and I talked to one of the mechanics, I guess, when we got there. And I was looking at the bike. And I was like, it looked like... When was this? It was on Wednesday when we got there. Uh-huh. And they had like a few bikes lined up. They had a number one on. And I was like, oh, yeah? whoa, what's, what's going number on Number one. So I was talking to one of the mechanics and... Uh, he was telling me that the thing weighed like, you know, they got the weight down. And he said he weighed 265. That's it. Wow. And it's I was like, real whoa, the thing went on a diet, huh? So then I look in the back between the rear wheel and the swing arm. And there was like this aluminum box. And I assumed it was for the battery. I said, look, electric start. He said, yeah. But the thing is, like, when you adjust the, the rear wheel, you're wheel looks like it slams up against it to me like it stops you from going so far yeah but yeah. then i really looked at it and it was it was it was on Curved. top of it oh, okay yeah, and yeah. the mounts came down below it but right you know i looked at the thing it looked like to me like it still has a lot of development to do but yeah i'll give it to that you know yeah. he, he rode the thing they you know? showed up and he, he didn't get last it. he was like no he yeah. rode it the kid i don't i never heard of the kid i guess he rode it he's an arena cross guy mm-hmm and he, you know, his lap times were, they weren't the best, but they weren't the worst in, in qualifying. And, right. you know, I think he might have qualified like ninth or 10th. And they, I mean, well, it took 16, so no. I, he probably qualified about 14th, 15th. They took 16 to the heats? Or? Yeah, to the heats. Oh, so there were dudes that eliminated during the day? I didn't know that. Well, the other guys were alternates. Oh. So all the alternates go to qualify. If someone gets hurt in qualifying, those guys jump those up. Guy in. And, but each, each qualifier. Um, were any of the alternates anybody we heard of? Uh no, I, I I don't even know who the All alternates right. were to tell you the truth, but uh it, it was uh it was it was quite interesting. I mean the bike, it it ran good. I mean right. I think I just think I, I just at that level I mean it's X Games and they don't have the full stadium whoops. They didn't have you know I watched the thing and the thing really didn't corner that well. Yeah, but you know I I I mean I don't yeah. care. You could have put you know. Timmy on that thing, and he, Timmy Ferry? W- yeah, he, oh. he, you know, he would have probably said it's a piece of junk, right? You know, but I give it to them; they have some work. And the, I mean, I, I was talking to the guy, and a lot of people don't know, but the the president of their company and one of the chief engineers yeah. got killed in a plane crash. Yeah, yeah, uh, like two maybe ago. two weeks before. Yeah. So, hey, uh, do you know uh, "Institutionalized" by Suicidal Tendencies? Of course, the song? I do. The song? Yeah. This guy says, "I swear, Kenny sounds just like that lead singer, Mike Muir." I would pay to hear Kenny do a line from that song, any line, but all I wanted was a Pepsi. Just a Pepsi would be classic. Just one Pepsi. Are you going to do the line or no? No, I'm not okay. that. Right, I'm, not uh, a, I'm not a singer, dude. P.S. Shows are solid and improving. One recommendation, though. Let the guests talk more. You ever look at the ratios of how much you guys talk versus your guest? Kind of bums me out to tune in expecting to hear someone and they barely get to talk. Too much guest talk could be boring depending on the guest, but usually I'm wanting more. And you know, Kenny, I got to say, I don't usually go back and listen to these things. But uh, I think Randy has a point. I, I think Randy has a point, too. That's Randy's letter. <laughs> Randy, check it out. The no, Randy's got a point. He does have a point, but Randy, check it out. The reason why that we, we do this is because you get some guys that are just going to keep rambling and rambling and rambling. Yeah. So we try to bring more stuff uh, to them so they'll, they'll you know, talk about other stuff besides the point. Um, like, for instance, I'll throw one example out, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Regal's death. I mean... Dude, right. you couldn't get a word in on that guy. Right. So uh, we understand what you're saying, and uh, we'll do our best to do that. All right. Thanks, Randy. David sent an email in from New Zealand. He uh, he looks forward to his show every week. Uh, his wife helped him with a phone purchase, and he found the shows on a podcast. I love the stories that you and Kenny have that are related to industry characters. 
but do not necessarily directly involve motorcycles, something like Pishon being naked in the baths. Uh, all the Pishons. Uh, I love, I've been to a few supercrosses over the years at NM2. Love hearing the stories. Keep up the great work. I hope to meet you and Kenny in Vegas someday, making a Vegas trip happen next year for my 40th birthday to take in all the sights and sounds along with hopefully a trip to HH Tattoo Parlor. Uh, I wonder if Kenny knows the boys from Motley Crue or Godsmack, my favorite bands. Kenny? Uh, I I, I can say that um, I'm not buddies with him, but I know them. I'm sure Tommy Lee knows who I am. I've seen Vince around town. Uh, I saw him at Red Rock. Tommy Lee and uh, H&H really don't get along. There was a bunch of stuff that happened back with uh, Carrie and Tommy Lee back in the day over Alicia and... uh, Tommy uh-huh. Lee knows that I'm Kerry Hart's my boy, and yeah. uh, it, hey, it, it got ugly one. What's going on way. with Hart's Wasted Space and Tattoo Parlor? Uh, we'll talk about that. The tattoo Parlor's solid. Um, the Wasted Space is probably going to end up being called a waste of time. Really? Damn. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. we'll re- see what happens. It was actually in the Vegas paper, like uh, about it. So yeah, I'm not bringing any gossip. Like it was in no. the paper. So. No, it's it's what happened was at the, at the Hard Rock they. Uh, they got all new management in there. Um, well, they had had some problems with the other guys, right? Well, what happened was the guy that we did our deal with, or Kerry did the deal with, with H&H, Kerry went out and got investors, got the club going. Um, the guy, um, his name was Randy Kay, um, he died. Right. He, com- he committed suicide. Um, so anything that that guy was involved was under Kerry deal. And uh, this guy... I'm just reading. This guy has Vince Neal's jacket. Anybody wants to buy it, it's for sale. <laughs> if you're into <laughs> it. Um, anyways, the guy passed away. Um, so they got new management in there, and the new guy that's coming in is just totally trying to clean house. And um, they want to sub out the club, right? They don't want. They're not they going to sub it out. They want to turn it into a sports book. They're going to shut the doors and re. Yeah. The what happened was the nightlife group that was running it uh, didn't do the correct job. Um, the way that club was supposed to be run. It was supposed uh-huh. to be a rock club. And Kerry and another guy named Dan Mahoney were supposed to... Dan Mahoney was the guy that Kerry Hart hired to run the club, and he was an inla- and Say the word? Liaison. Liaison, there you go, for Kerry. And Dan oversaw, oversaw the club, overseeing the club. Hold on, hold on. My liaison. <laughs> oh, you're a douchebag. Anyways, my liaison. <laughs> Anyways. Will you just get rid of that one, please? Yeah. Okay, well, I'll, I'll get rid of it with this one. Chanceability. Chanceability. <laughs> Chanceability. Well, anyways, make a long story yeah. short. The nightlife group pretty much didn't do their job. The new president came in, took, uh, brought his own management company in. Took over the rehab, took over the pool, took over Wasted Space, looked at the numbers, saying, no, the Wasted Space ain't making numbers. We could put a sports book in there and it would kill it. I think what this guy's trying to do is that he wants to have a bunch of old blue-haired ladies playing slot machines at 4 o'clock in the morning instead of having a rock and roll club in there. Well, that kind of goes against everything that the hard rock is about, right? Hey, man. A good friend of mine who's worked with, well, not worked at Wasted Space or worked, he worked for... One of our guys, who has a, a, a big in is over there, is telling me that he's predicting within eight months to a year that that Hard Rock will be sold to the Indians, and that it'll be all new management in there. Again, but again, uh, again, yeah. So all right. okay, well, David, thank you for the email, and yeah, Kenny. So David, if you if if I I don't know Molly Crew, but if you need a jacket, I could I could hook you up with a Vince Neil jacket. It's right. on sale. Everything is on sale for Molly. Uh, this this this. Uh, this email I got a few weeks ago from uh, a certain rider by the name of Daryl King. 
Um, you've, oh, you've mentioned God, it a few dude. times on the show. Uh, Steve, great to talk to you at the USGP. I love what you guys talk about, and I have laughed on many occasions. Uh, this is what I know about your KX250. Yeah, I flew across to New Zealand for the 1990 Coliseum Supercross. Before you get into this, I, I, I read this email. You did? Yeah. Did I, I forward it to you? Okay. Yes. Yep. And the bottom line is this guy can remember 20 years ago. I can remember 20 years ago, Kenny. Dude, into detail? Just go ahead. He okay. remembers what place he got in the heat races. Okay. What he got the week before. Uh, Come on. Graham dude. was best. For, Graham Crosby hooked me up with a new YZ250. Uh, I could only get the YZ for the race. I made contact with Daryl Atkins a week before I flew out, and he said, Come stay with me. I will take you riding. I flew over, stayed with him, told him about the YZ deal. He said he knew a guy who had a KX250, which I raced over here at the time. Daryl said he wants $300 to use it for the race. I said, Let's do it, as I know more about a KX than a YZ at that time. I raced the bike and was second in the, in the last chance. I enjoyed the night. I paid Daryl the cash, and he said that he would pass it on to whoever he did the deal with and return the bike once he was back from Mammoth. After the LA Supercross, Daryl talked me into staying for Mammoth, and I raced a KX500 from a guy we met over uh, the few days that I was in LA. I flew home the day after the Mammoth event. So it was news to me to hear what I had done with your Pro Circuit suspension, which you went on record as saying that you borrowed a bike to a guy and you got it back with, with nothing. It was, it was stripped. Uh... I left New Zealand with a little more than riding gear and expected to race a Yamaha, so I didn't even take a p more than a pair of handlebars with me. I didn't have any stock suspension with me to swap your PC stuff. I trusted Daryl Atkins and believed he would have returned the bike in the same condition as I received it. I would like to know if you got the $300, Kenny. I hope this clears it up. Daryl King. Now, I know Daryl King. I've known him for a long time. I know Shane King. He's a straight-up guy. He's, I, he's I, a Kiwi. I, I, I think so, too. Kiwis I, are very nice people. I, I'm, not, I'm not debating that. I'm yep. telling you... What happened when that motorcycle? So Daryl Atkins. I don't know. I'm. The, you know. I don't even give a shit anymore. We're talking about like the contact cleaner. We got to the bottom of that. <laughs> I'm over it. Right. Whatever. It's a long time ago. Well, I thought. Darryl, I just learned my I, lesson. I thought Daryl should have a chance to have his side of the story. That's fine, and he did. Right. So let's move on. Okay. Fantastic. Daryl, it's all good, mate. Uh, do you want to go to some uh, messages on the machine we had before we get by this one? Yeah, let's do it. Let's listen to a few of these messages. Today was uh, a bad day too. Today for me. If anybody noticed, the uh, freaking Red Sox beat the Yankees. That's like suicide for me, dude. That's like, that's like Montreal Canadiens beating the Maple Leafs. Yeah, good point. Yeah, it sucks. Uh, as, as usual, that was uh, live emails from actual real live listeners. Now we have real live phone messages from real live listeners. You can call in anytime, 702-586-PULP, uh, 702 586 and leave a message. And if it's good, we'll put it on air. Uh, we got a lot of... Not so good ones this week, but here's the best of what we got. I'd like to leave a message for uh, Watson and the other guy show. Uh, you guys kind of talked FSB. about Jake Weimer having an issue or problem a few months back or maybe a few shows back anyway. Uh, never really discussed more or talked more about that. And uh, also, uh, can you talk about uh, if Hans' pants really broke or fell down or he just got tired? or uh, see what his problem was. That's it. Thanks, guys. You're doing a great job. Appreciate all the, uh, all the shows. Thanks so much. Now, uh, did Hanson, Hanson's pants broke? You know what? They did break. Yeah. Uh, Josh had some, some issues go down, like personal issues, big-time issues go down where some shit went down, like literally two hours. <laughs> you just said shit went down three times in ten seconds. <laughs> well, it did. It did. And I'm okay, getting, but I'm he, getting the dudes back, and I'm not saying this is the reason why he didn't win. But he was gone, so whatever issues they were bothering him, they look like to be pants-related. You're saying no. You're shaking your head no. 
I, 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 I don't know. He, I talked to Josh, and he didn't use that as an excuse to me. And he would have said, dude, my pants came down. I mm-hmm. could, that was not the issue. That was not the issue. Because? I don't think. Okay. So do but, but Josh had some issues go down. Yeah. And Josh, he's, got, he's got a lot of drama. Josh, Josh is one of those guys. He attracts drama. Dude, a lot of people don't know. He had a full, they're, they're filming some pilot for a TV show that he's trying to do. He had cameras around him all weekend. And then this stuff went down that he had come up and, you know, kind of threw a f- curveball at him, like literally an hour before he was going out on the racetrack, like in between uh-huh. the heat race. Like Stephanie Pratt got mad at him or something? No. Uh, oh. They're, him and Stephanie Pratt are done. Yeah. They twittered. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't even about. It was. It was. It was more than a relationship problem. Put it this way. It, it was a legal issue. Okay. So shit, shit went down. That's what you're saying. Shit went down. While he was sprinting out to a lead, dude, he was gone. So to me. Well, maybe. Maybe. Uh, you to know. To me, his pants were the issue. I think he had fine. that thing win. That's won. fine. What do you think of X Games? We, we got to talk about a little bit about that. But what do you think? Oh, by the way, this guy said something about Weimer. I don't remember talking about Weimer. Something bogging Weimer. I don't. I have no idea. Okay. Uh, how did X Games go for you, Kenny? X, Qu- Games, X Games for Hart and Huntington was a definite success. We had uh, our, our our marketing crew out there, and uh, those guys, on on a marketing standpoint, we killed it. Hart and Huntington, we gave away probably close to 500 T-shirts. We uh, promoted our brand and did what we had to do. We didn't have the the, the rider there to win it. You know, mm-hmm. we we thought we had a guy that could probably squeak into a medal, maybe a third if things went his way. Um, didn't work out that way, but you know, Blos only really rode his motorcycle eight times after having his navicular fixed. Mm-hmm. So he did awesome. Mason kind of got hosed um, with the scoring. We can get in that with 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 Andy. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that X Games are more about scoring for a name than they are for a run because Levi Sherwood's tricks were amazing. Uh-huh. And of course, Travis Pastrana's in it. They're gonna, you know, he's he, it's a TV package. Yeah. And it's for ratings. And at the end of the day, they can give a rat's ass who gets a gold and who gets a bronze. Yeah. So no, the, the, the actual racing itself is such a secondary deal. Oh, it's, it's – I mean, look at that rally thing, too. That was just a – It's, a, it's a, you know, it's – You know, I, I, I don't I, – I can't pick and choose the events. And, uh, but, you uh-huh. know, and me just commenting on them is me just definitely commenting. No disrespect to anybody. Uh-huh. Um, you know, what happens if there was no X Games? You know what I mean? The people would really have a problem, but – I just think that you know the people that run the X Games do a do a ESPN. That's who I'm talking about. ESPN, um, you know, everyone from you know the president down to their to their salespeople. All those people do a golden job. I mean, but what happens is that X Games they don't they don't promote th- per events. Like if there's a Supercross race, they get a guy that to to promote it and run it and run the rules and all yeah. that. For skating, they bring in someone that runs skate contests. Who runs the moto then? Who runs the guy that runs the moto is his name is Paul Tabley, uh-huh. and the name of his comp is like MXI. And he's what else now, does he do in the industry besides this? One? He does. Uh, he they they do a lot of stuff f- uh, with Red Bull. They do the Red Bull contest, I believe. Okay. Um, they do a lot of other contests, but um, he was uh-huh. one of those guys that jumped on the bandwagon a long time ago, and uh, um, he's he's who was the ref? Gallagher? No. No. I don't even know who the ref was because there was some a lot of crap going on during <laughs> qualifying, and I was losing my mind watching <laughs> watching dudes that were going 56s and dropping it down to a low 55s. Yeah, and they're almost and I'm like, dude, this yeah. isn't James Stewart. They're not yeah. going to drop a second and a half in yeah. a lap. Yeah. It's not you know. They're all well, we got guys watching. I'm all watching what they're watching the riders. I go watching the riders doesn't mean shit. They need to watch the computer. 
So they gave us a printout after the lap times, and then they just You're gave saying me guys were cutting the track. To, to hell, yeah, they were cutting the track. Yeah, yeah. They were hell, yeah, and I told my guy to cut the track. <laughs> All right, let's listen to some more messages. Yeah, Josh, uh, Larry Brooks here. Uh, just got your message. I've been out of town. Sorry, thanks long to get back to you. Uh, no go on the backflip, buddy. Let's not try that. You know, we're supercross <laughs> racers. We're not freestyle guys. So, uh, you're not I, answering. I just thought this was track practicing. No. Uh, hope to see you there. Matt, what's going on, man? It's Brad Raymond calling, uh, Titan MX on the boards. But, uh, hey, as always, just getting caught up the show and, uh, never cease to let me down, man. It's, uh, this was definitely one of the top compared to the, uh, the documentation episode. Hey, uh, Jenna Hayes, what you know, what can you say? She the name speaks for itself. Jenna uh, got when, us some when Rocket Round was talking ratings. about how she's uh, mainly stock, I was dying. Uh, very, very very, very funny. Hey, uh also little Zach, man, he was he was hilarious too. I, I just kept thinking the whole time when he was talking that I wanna hear him uh him do some clips impersonating the boys from Talladega Nights. I just wanted to ask him if he was all jacked up on Mountain Dew. All right, guys, you take it easy. As always, I'll, I'll catch you after X. Later. Hey, Mathis, this is Blaine, the truck driver. Yeah, I listen to your uh, podcast all the time. I think Blaine was the I guy we thought he was. Android app so I could actually stoned. hear it live. But, uh, yeah, you got to get Kenny's microphone fixed, though, dude. It's hey, crazy. suck it. I have to turn it, crank it up to hear him. And then he starts speaking into it right, and then I get deafened. So, anyway, love your show. I'll talk to you later. Blaine's got a point though, Kenny. You've been really good tonight, by the way. Thank you. Excellent tonight. But you. your microphone thing, it's it's I'm working on it, buddy. Dude. It's it's a work in progress. I know, I know. It just you gotta get it. We maybe we gotta get a Dude, will you find something else to bitch hey, me about besides this freaking microphone? Maybe dude? we need to spend money and get you a better one that goes like right in front oh. of your mouth or something. Uh uh. No? Uh uh, let's go. Okay. Dear chick calling, please come home. I miss you. I'm really sorry for everybody I've screwed and I probably screwed more people than Kyle Regal's sister, and I, I, I've realized, you know, the error in my ways. No, nobody opened my back door or anything like that. That's still safe for you, but I'm really sorry for everything I've done and all the problems I've caused and all the number three I've drank. So please come home. I miss you, and I'm sorry. Bye, honey. Dude, is this guy bored? These are, these are listeners. Hey, Kenny, it's hard. You're always saying at the end of the day, how about from now on you start things at the start of the day, and then you're not fucking up the whole system all day long. Please get this under control. I'm not going to warn you again. The next offense will include something up to and including termination. Out. <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> yes, this is John Fisher. I just wanted to say uh, I listen to your show. Uh, I usually listen to on the podcast because I have... Uh, have a iPod that I mainly pull down all of your shows and even interviews you do on the other things like uh, when you did the Brock Glover that was one I really enjoyed uh, I actually started riding KTM about that about 1990 and they kept popping cylinders and uh, I believe it was Mike uh, uh, Rosso that used to send me cylinders out and I think he actually finally ran out of cylinders to send me but uh, <laughs> that's the year that I he's ran out of cylinders also, uh, I met Kenny at uh, Anaheim the first year that he was working for uh, Deacon with Moto Triple X. A friend of mine is uh, best friends with Damon Huffman, so 
I used to go to some of the races. I live in Tennessee, but they're out in California. No so shit, huh? Tennessee? You kidding me? And uh, actually, uh, Tony Baluti was his mechanic back when in he other was news, the sun came up. And uh, they called the red eye hey, out. Hey, listen, and, listen. Uh, Tony let me stay in his room. Uh, wow. Sunday night to uh, before I went home, so I wouldn't have to you know leave that early because they were catching the red eye. But also, uh, goes into a lot of I detail. I was to ask you. Uh, uh, let me make one more comment. You know, I understand that uh, uh, Bebo Forte kind of makes some shots at you, but you know, he has to understand also that you know you're just selling you're selling goggles. You're working for a representative, and that you know him making uh, shots at you and Kenny. You know, I kind of see Kenny's position. You're all just trying to make a living. You know, it's not like you own X-Bring goggles. You're just you're just trying to do something in the industry to, to help pay your bills. So I can kind of see Kenny's point, but not take his point, because he ought to have mm-hmm. enough respect for you to realize that you're just trying to do the job. Yeah, Jim. You know, I mean, how would he like it if I made fun of him being uh, overweight every he time? He wouldn't I like it, Jim. Uh, now comes to the two questions I just wanted to ask. Two questions. Um, the X-Brand goggles, do they make a yellow lens? They do. It's interesting. I want to try their goggles, but I race in the woods. Michael like Lessie uses it exclusively. And, uh, and no shit he races in the woods. Right now, race. And I've got a, a BFX uh, show, showy helmet, BFX <laughs> R, and I have the showy same problem helmet. with the goggles moving around. I have to move my helmet because they don't really fit that well, the uh, goggles and the uh opening on the helmet this and I just want to possibly try that brand of goggle if they made a yellow lens and the second uh, question is uh, I've been riding KTM since 1990 I started motocross but been in the woods since uh, about 87 this is the um, kind of calls we get and I know they made a big push for motocross there years ago when they had the KTM challenge the children would come out out there in intermission and they had the big semi, and they tried to pull people away from Japanese bikes. But I understand they're going to try that for next year. Uh, I personally don't think it'll get them any more market share than they already have in that market as far as uh, motocross. Do you think that they will uh, make any headway in the motocross market? And have you heard I think any they will, rumors Jim. or anything that they will be putting that kind of money uh, and time into trying to obtain the big semi like they did. Uh, they have a semi a now, few Jim. Years back. They've had it anyway, for eight years. years. Near, 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 Jim, thank you for calling Jim, in. Jim, you're awesome. Uh, check out xbrand.com. Jim, once you call in live, dude, I'd love to talk to you. You can get the exact same lens that Michael Lessa uses. Uh, I believe they're 24 bucks or something. That's awesome. Know. And you know what? I would Mathis, Watson, what's happening? Ben from Salt Lake City. Uh, I got two questions. First is, do you think uh, Factory Kawasaki will try to track down a fill-in rider to take Reed's spot since he's done for the year? And then... Uh, I've been seeing a lot of these, uh, like, wristbands that those wear. Uh, I don't know. If I've seen them, in, I think, in a kiosk in a mall or something. It's supposed to better your blood flow. I don't know, something like that. But I've seen a lot of dudes wearing it. So seeing if you have any insight on that. So check you later. See ya. Yes, uh, Watson and uh, Mathis. Uh, this is uh, Ranger 741 from Moto News. Another one of our... I uh, really haven't jumped on the... Uh, the uh, bandwagon for the Vital MX, but uh, got a few things on my mind. I haven't called in the show because I usually listen. First off, we'll, let's get to this, uh, 
Ben's answer, do you think Cowie's going to get a guy? I don't believe they, they are. Reed hasn't said he's out for the season. I think he is. There's no chance Reed's coming back. Yeah, I, I talked to someone today, and they were telling me that they're going through some stuff right now where they want Reed to go to their doctors or get a doctor's. And Reed, I guess he was on Twitter saying he, he, did he say knows his body better than a doctor. Oh, was that uh, Cowie's doctor that he was kind of bagging on? Yeah. He, he did say something about a like good job or something, doctor or whatever, yeah, today. So, anyway. When uh, I'm working uh, during the day, the recording next day or two. Uh, but I was wondering, uh, Steve Mathis, if you were ever going to get Larry Bird Ward on the show. Uh, I've requested before. Rager, I have uh, talked to Larry Bird about coming on this show as well as doing a podcast. He at first didn't want to come on because he thought I was going to talk about some controversy that he's been through in his career, and I assured him I wasn't. I was just going to talk to him about... Did you tell him I would, though? No. Uh, I told him I was going to just talk to him about racing and all that, and then he we we laughed and we joked, and I saw him at a race, and, and then... He said he would do it, and I've literally left a message for him probably 15 times since January, and uh, no call back at all, uh, and but straight to voicemail. And actually, I think it rings, but so I don't know what's up with Big Bird. I really want Big Bird to come on this show or a podcast because, uh, as you know, Kenny, Big Bird's good, good people. Yep, good dude. I'm so down, I'm down with. Larry. I'm gonna work with Larry and try to get him. Um, we met at Wash Eagle in 2007 when Ferry won because Kevin Windham pulled off the track on the white flag lap. Anyways, I want you went over that with the show. Also wondering if you have had any confrontations with Dad Brad Hagseth, uh, former two-time West Coast, uh, what would it be, lights uh, champion in the Canadian motocross series, take off a your hoser. Uh, also, I've got documentation that would prove it's true. Um, can King Kenny Watson, uh, I see that you've uh, lost a few pounds here and there. I was wondering if you followed Rome Machine's advice and went on the Dr. Siegel cookie diet. Is that true? Is it false? Believe it or false. not? False. Anyways, uh, this is a false. Northwest fan of motocross who is now uh, back into the swing of things with his RM250 going, Rode the four strokes this, for a just while. Wait. This guy that, tells you the uh, even though the traction the time is going to watch you in. My two stroke won't really hook up good, good, but if you get in the loam, it's good to go. Uh, the two strokes are the way to go. Got to run the 927 castor oil. Smells like good stuff. Uh, that's about all I got to say. It's like 4 or 11 on a Friday night slash Saturday morning. 4 or 11 in the morning. Time to go to bed. Ready to cook some chicken. Barbecue <laughs> chicken and eat some, uh, eat some, uh, Chicken. Some vegetables. <laughs> That's my diet. Anyways, this is Rager 741 signing yeah, off. Rager, dude. And those are the messages that, uh, I don't know, I just thought they were funny. Uh, dude, Rager, how's that guy? He goes, 4 o'clock in the make, morning. I'm going to eat at 4 o'clock in the morning because it's part of my diet. Yeah, and, I, and I'm going to call in into a show at 4 o'clock in the morning. And that hey, let's, uh, let's quickly get uh, uh, none other than uh, Rocket Rob Bidas on the show here. Hey, I'm not on the cookie diet. The, the MX chick had me on a program and... It got it started, and then I stepped up to, uh, it's called, I call it the, the Mahoney Miracle Diet. And that's what worked for me. And that's what's working still to this day. Still got a big head, though, Kenny. I'm just being, I'm just being honest. Your head is there's still... A lot of, there's a lot of brains in there, bro. <laughs> that's what that chick told me last night. Jesus, look at the size of your head on that thing. Really? I said, that's right. It's collected to my shoulders. She goes, no, not that one. Oh, jeez. She's talking about the head of the zit on my arm. How you doing? Hey, Rocket Rob Bidas. What's up, Steve? Thank you for coming on the Pulp MX show. Uh, you're on live on the air with myself and Kenny Watson. 
Bite us. Fellas, how's it going? How's it going? Hey. It hasn't, uh, hasn't been that long. Good no. to see you again. No, it hasn't. You know, last time you were on the show, we uh, we had a caller call in, um, uh, uh, one of those uh, actresses, Aspire actresses, and she was going to come out to the Sharon P.A. bike night. Can you take us through what went down in the next few days after we had Jenna Hayes and her boyfriend on the show? Um, well, one of the things that, that, you know, obviously that was discussed on the show was that if she was going to show up, that her guy was going to be more than taken care of. We were going to hook them up with a bike to ride. We were going to get them some gear, make sure that uh, they were treated, you know, some dinners, some drinks. And then she was going to participate in the, in the 2010, yeah. highly competitive 2010 <laughs> Quaker Steak and Lube Miss Bike Night pageant. How did that go? How did the chick went look that won, Rob? You know what? I was disappointed in the girl that won. Oh, but they oh. the girl that got second, I was, I was like, wow, that girl that got second. I didn't think the girl that won was all that good. People didn't boo or nothing like that. But right. I didn't think she was as good as the girl that got second. But it's judging, you know. It's it's up in the air as far as, you know, how, who they're going to pick to do it. But I thought so, the girl that got second was by far the best. So Jenna Hayes didn't show. Didn't okay. So back to the story. So yeah. we promised a lot of things, right? Yes, we did. So I said, I'm gonna if I'm gonna bust my ass doing this, this dude's really gonna show up. Right. He calls me the day before. Says, look, she's back here visiting her family. This is why she's here. She's not really here to make personal appearances and compete. And mm-hmm. really sorry, but we're not coming. Damn. Well, at least Damn. he called you. At least he called you. Yeah, he called me. So I didn't have – I mean, I had everything set up for him. Now. Right, right. Um, Andy Gustafson, listening to the show that night, Gus Gus phones me up. He goes, dude, I got your guy, you know. Oh, yeah? Really? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, Gussie. yeah, yeah. Gussie, oh, dude, Gussie. like sprung into action like superhero stuff. And Van Zylen was nowhere to be found. <laughs> Dutchie? No, Dutchie was slaving away. What do you mean? There was a lot of first. There was a lot of firsts this weekend. Oh, okay. Stevie Dutchie Van Zylen took the uh, first electric bike win at Loretta Lynn's this weekend. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh. Ultra competitive pit bike class, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those electric bikes. We mixed them in out there. Boom! The electric bike Dutchie brings home a W. Not the overall, just a moto win. Um. Well, thank you for for trying to get this, trying to make that deal work. I know. Uh, Hey, did you ever call by this? dude would have you? been hooked up. So if there's any other aspiring young starlets mm-hmm. out there in the adult film industry that want to come out and race pit bikes with us, consider yourself hooked up like a tow truck. Do you do you think Jenna Hayes would have took the first place crown had she been there? I tried to tell you before. I, I mean, know, I know. Just because she does some <laughs> insane things on film, and she's cute enough, bikini pageants for the most part are what? Kind of some some uh, some fake boobs. You know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. And she doesn't have any of those things. Okay. All right. And since you can't act and, you know, do your... your do your insane thing. Do, stage, your, you know? do your insane things on the stage. Yeah, it's not like, hey, what will you do over there on film for, you know, for the money? It's like, hey, walk out here, be right. bubbly. Because what they use these girls for, like, hey, come and see blah, 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 miss whatever, you know. Right. Right. And she's going to draw the, mini, did, the million dollar lottery you, or whatever uh, the thing is, you know. Did you ever ask your DJ? Did you ever tell your DJ buddy there's a chance that Jenna Hayes might show up? Did he get all excited like you thought he might? Oh, he knew. He, I mean, when I said her name, I mean, he he was probably reciting lines and, <laughs> and who produced. I mean, he's one of those guys. Right, you know? right. So okay, so if it would so he was, you yeah. know, and I and I said, but listen, the guy's going to call, me. and then he did call and say mm-hmm. he can't do it. 
So. Right, right. Okay. Well, damn. Kind of anticlimactic on that side. I know because I was bumping in with people down at Loretta's, and they're like, "Hey, did that chick ever show up?" And I'm like, "No, nah, bummer." Oh yeah, you had some. Uh, you had some fans of the show at Loretta's. That's cool. No, no, I shouldn't say I had some fans. It's not my show. No, but your you, show. You had there people. People that were listening to your show. Yeah, you had people who care that went to Loretta's. Limits. People I'm, who listened. Right. They were listening. They chimed in, and and they let me know. They they wanted to know. Hey, did you know? Did the chick show up? I'm like, no. I have documentation. Yeah. You, you can pull that out anytime, huh? Documentation. Yes. That, sound bites are great, aren't they? That's why it's your show. I know. I know. Um. It's well, kinda, that's, hey, Rob, it's kind of dangerous sometimes when I when I. Try to speak and uh, say words that yeah, I don't know. What here's a couple of Kenny's classics lately. My liaison. <laughs> My liaison. He tried to say liaison. Well, it's it's okay. And then he made this word up. He, he made this word up last this week is, too. This is out of the K-Dub vocabulary, Rob. Are you ready, Rob? Yeah. All right. Chanceability. <laughs> Chanceability. Chanceability. Yeah. K-Dubonics. Yeah. K-Dubonics, exactly. Well, hey, we don't want to take up too much of your time. I just want to get a quick update. we got a busy show, the X Games, coming up. Uh, how was Loretta's for you? Good? You know how, like, a lot of people go to Loretta Lynn's and I heard oh, it was so hot in 86, so hot in 80. They set the record this year, 2010, 123 degrees heat index on Wednesday. Well, how's the humidity? Zero? <laughs> it's just, I mean, it's stifling. And, you know, right. I had some friends of mine that are sitting at home and, and you know, what they are, age group racers, you know. And, yeah. and back in 1978, they were fast on an RM125. Uh-huh. So in 2010, on a 450 that they rode like three times in the last six years, right. soon as they turned 40, Dr. D, Kevin Walker, they're, they're, these dudes are like stretching, yeah, I'm coming down there. Right. I'm like, yeah, I was, wa- I was watching the video. I said, you have, you'd have to watch the video with a blow dryer on full blast <laughs> in your mouth <laughs> to have any kind of idea yeah. what the heat, when you're breathing in down there, what it's like. Right. I've been there once. Have you ever been there, Kenny? Yeah, I've been there. Yeah. It's hey, a- Rob, I heard it was, I heard it was a, a MILF, a MILF. Zoo down there. That they're the mills for this. The all the the hot mini bike moms were everywhere. I mean, you know, there's. Yeah. Let me ask you a, a question. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm let just... me ask you a question. Who do you what? Who do you think is the hottest mini bike mom down there? Oh man, I mean, see, I don't, I don't know who belongs to who, like whose mom's what or whatever. I mean, right. you know, they're all kind of in golf carts and they're all sort of sitting on. I, I mean, I don't know. I guess I don't know their names. I could, okay, like, you know who's got a really, really, really hot wife? Kenny Keelan's got a really hot wife. Yeah, yeah, she's good. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. And she was down there watching. I don't know if her son was down there. I'd vote for her just because I know her name and who she's with. Oh, oh, and Kyle Chisholm's mom's hot, too, and she has a son that was racing. Yeah, I'll tend for them. And I know, I, like, I know those people, but after that, I don't know whose mom's Right. Is it but true? there's a lot hey. of really good moms down there. Is it true, like, the stereotype of, like, moms – Banging factory RC. dudes and stuff. Yeah, back in the day when like, RC was like eighteen or nineteen, he was going through all the moms. That's what the rumor on the street really? was. Yeah. Really? No, <laughs> but like, do you think that stuff goes on, or is that just urban legend? You know, hey, like X and I mean, X's wife is banging I don't know, the, like, the OEM like MCs guy. There, like at the Anaheim's and the San Diego's and things. Uh-huh. Yeah, but you like, know what? Those people out there really, I mean, like, they, because they may live by. A movie star on this side and a guy that sings and, oh, that guy's one of those extreme athlete motocross guys. Right. 
those people out there get sucked up into the hype a lot more than people like in St. Louis or something. Dude, I'd beg to differ, dude, because I know like a lot of those moms from Kentucky. I'm saying if it's going to go down, like the, the moms mm-hmm. digging the star athlete, that's where a mom's going to know a star athlete is out there. Oh, yeah, she's not going to go hump some seed rider that got 15th in the class because right. he's a good I mean, But kid. Like back here, they don't know the athletes. They don't have any way to even get close to them, I don't think. Right, right. Yeah, but they do. They do if uh, they're getting interviewed and people, are, all the kids are running up to them and getting their autographs, like Ricky Carmichael. My daughter, she probably banged a few, but not everybody, at least. <laughs> That's like, for, like for instance, I would like to go down there and see what I can pull next year. I think. I'm well, just... I mean, you think? I mean, you got to think about. It. I mean, people that are just have, you know, they could be, they could be the world's greatest badminton player. They're going to get chicks because they're the world's greatest badminton player. You know? Right, right. Good point. That's I mean, what... You can be anything. Like, if you're the world's greatest paper airplane maker, <laughs> you're going to pull chicks because you're that right, guy. Right. Well, that's what we're working towards, or at least yeah, what we're the, working towards. We're, we're the world's greatest Pulp Mech show hosts. See, there you go. See, now you guys are going into your niche thing, you know? Right, right. Yeah, no, that's a good point. You're right. Why does you so you're, now, you're married to a, to a lovely, lovely laugh there, Mr. Uh, Yes, I am. Mr. Canadian guy. Yeah, no, I am. I, I, I remember, am. you got your green card, but they'll take that thing away. No, I know you're right, and I'm very, I'm happily married. I'm in All love. Right. Yeah, but uh, thanks, Rocket. Sorry to take up more time than I probably was a pal lot. No, so. you're Kenny, okay. I'm looking forward to some more Ken Bonics. Ken. Okay, well, I'm going to work on that, Vitos, for you. Get some, put, I told you, you're a wordsmith. Put some words together. Right, Make them yours, own them. Yeah. Hey, hey yeah. Vitos, did you did you catch any of that stuff I did on Ally? Chanceability. There's there's some from, there's... from some of the races at the end of the day, like the what no, do they call I, it, the post I, race show. I did the post and I did the pre, and I did some interviews in the pits too that are pretty pretty good. If you get a chance, check them out online. It's pretty funny. I'm definitely gonna go check them out online. Guys, have a good night again. I'll see you at Unadilla because hook it up like I a tow truck. Hook it yeah. up like a tow truck. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to Unadilla. For the first time in a long time, I'm looking forward to a race. I'm not. Hey, Rob, I'm not, I'll tell you where I'll be Saturday. I'll be poolside somewhere. You guys have a good have weekend. The, have the internet tuned on or something. Let me ask you, you can w- check one, out all the action. One question let, for let you, me, Rob. Let me ask you one question, Clay. This is a question Steve's going to ask you. Okay. Who's going to win? Who's going to win? I, know, I, told you that. Like, I know, I but he wants to ask everybody that. going to get, get it in an overall thing. Okay, fantastic. Thanks, Rob. Bye. Bye. Rocket Rob Bidas on the show to clarify that Jenna Hayes uh, could not make it. But uh, I did think that uh, it was cool that she called, though. No? Yeah, you know what? Or he called. Your buddy yeah. called. Yeah. Dude, Zach, Zach's a good dude, man. He's a good dude. Too bad it couldn't happen. It, you know, he, was standing by, he was standing by his, uh, his statement that she wouldn't win, though, the contest. All right, next up, Regis Harrington, X Games. Now we'll get back on track. Track. Yo. Andy Harrington, Regis. Whatever, whatever it is nowadays. Yeah, it's it's whatever, Andy. It's fine. Hey, I know everybody. This is on. this is Mathis, as you probably guessed. I'm with Kenny Watson, and you're live on the air on the Pulp Mech Show. What's happening, guys? Thank you for world. Yeah, thank you for coming on, man. We uh, we've got into it a little bit already about X Games. Um, let's talk about it from your perspective. Hey, hold on. Can what? I clear one thing? I want to clear for all the Pulp guys yep. and, and you. And everything, I want to clear one thing. Okay. Let's talk about Summer Cross 99 and who you're forgetting had the other night of his life. Oh, I know. I know, Regis. Third. Third for you. Dude. 
On a yammy? Never get mentioned. Summer well, cross third. On and a you know what, I know your boys with Tedesco, and I have the utmost respect, but he was not the uh, only 125 triple in that triple. That's right. right. Ivan, Ivan, you sent me an email after Ivan was on the show saying that he was the only guy to clear that triple, which was gnarly. That's fine. Yeah. Back in the day, we just, w- Regis probably weighed 130 pounds. If that. If that. If soaking wet. But he's just. After. Yeah. Dude, Regis, no, you don't no. have to sell that on me. I was one of your biggest fans. Okay. No, I know. And I'm just playing around. I'm playing around. I work for man. Regis. Pontiac Supercross, 2000. And 2000 Pontiac Supercross. What, KTM? KTM. Reed, you we did, were a team. We so were. Second lap of the day qualifier. Yeah, we didn't do so well. Your shoulder went out again for the 134th consecutive time. Yeah, I probably should have had that fixed. Regis, <laughs> Regis had the sick shoulder pop with the arm, tried to pop her back in. Uh, to I'll tell you away. one thing about you, though, Reed. Uh, you could jump, man. You could jump a lot of shit. Dude, that's why, he's yeah, that's, the, that's why he's one of the stars of Triple X, dude. Yeah. We've seen him back in the day. Yeah, his you ever see him jump off into the bush? That was a jump. <laughs> I don't think I remember that part. I remember the birthday. The birthday. Oh, Reed, what about your 18th birthday? Yeah, that was, that was, hey, speaking of birthdays. Hey, that was a whole, oh, sorry, I keep interrupting you guys. Sorry about that. No, no, no. No, no. we got an email we, saying we, that we, we got to let the guests talk more. But, hey, Reed, check this out. That was the first time you ever got a lap dance at your 18th birthday that we put together for you. Dude, I pro- you, you know, nobody knows the story behind that, but I these chicks showed up at the door <laughs> at my buddy's house, and I answered. Yeah. And then Kata, somebody, like, pushed me out, and I was like, who are those chicks? Who are those? It's my birthday. And they're like, oh, that's my cousin. And I was like, oh, your cousin's hot. You were scared. Like, <laughs> dude, I had no idea what happened. They came down the stairs with the ghetto blaster, and I was still like, oh, so like the, the cousins mo- brought like their the own music? movies. It was like the movies. Oh, yeah, it was yeah. like, uh, for, uh, what is that, Ferris Bueller's Day of? Outbreak? No, Outbreak, the, with the monkey. <laughs> no, dude, Regis was in it, dude. He was so funny. So, it's in the video. Regis, at what point did you realize, wait a minute, this isn't somebody's cousin? Right then when I looked at Kato and everybody that was sitting there, and they were laughing, and I... Dude, Smelly you know, was on the ground. That was Smelly. Because Regis, Regis and Smelly had the connection big time. That, oh. that was Smelly was like, Regis is my guy. Right, right. Like, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. And if anybody doesn't know, Smelly Eric Sandin is the drummer of the band No Effects. So that was his claim to fame. Regis is my guy. I'm taking care of this. Eric's the one that handled the whole thing. Oh, he did? Okay. Eric handled yeah. the whole thing. But I was just there to witness it. And I loved it. I See, like, we, we were riding at Palm, yeah, videoing we, all day. Yeah, after we And film. then they're like, let's have some pizza for your birthday. And I was like, okay. And they set it all up. And yeah, we're going to go have pizza. Bunch of boners <laughs> like us. Hey, we're going to go over to Andy's house and have pizza over his buddies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Andy, you and I got into a Twitter fight about X Games uh, during the last week when it was on. Um, let's talk about it a little bit. You are a judge for the uh, – for, what do you judge for? Which, co- which competitions? Which, all of them. All of them? Uh, oh. Yeah, all of them. I'm the head judge. I actually don't score, so hmm. I don't. I just kind of oversee the five judges right. to make sure that no one's completely out of line or. Well, they fucked know. up. They fucked up at X Games. Yeah, Kenny's got a beef with the judge. You know what? No, and I'll, I'll. I know exactly what Kenny's going to say without him even saying it. And I'm just going to tell you right now that Travis Pastrana knows how to win a competition. He didn't have the best tricks. Levi Sherwood should have won that event. Trick-wise, I think that, you know. Yeah, but I know that you, I mean, you being the head judge, not being a judge, and they weren't going to go off of 
doing the little rails. They were going for – it wasn't a best trick contest. It was an overall contest. And I will agree with you. Travis Pastrana is probably one of the greatest freestyle motocross riders to ever live. But when it comes to a run, you know, I, I personally thought Levi should have won too. But I, that's not my deal. But I just but think – See, when you're – when the thing that Travis does, and I've told all the writers to do it, he throws a fog, like a fog screen over everybody. He comes down the peristyle in fourth gear. He rails the berm. He rides out of control. And it's like, whoa, look at me. Look what I'm doing. Don't look at my tricks because they're average. You know what I mean? It's, it's hard to explain when you're, you know, and X Games is all about the whole show and not just ramp tricks. But, you know, I got home. I admit I saw it on TV. And Levi's tricks were, now, I was just like, whoa. Do you have the power to overrule or to try to talk to these judges and talk some sense into them? Do you have that sort of capability? Yeah, I do. Like, But TV's really tight. Um, I have changed the score one time way back when, and, man, I got some serious, uh, I don't know if you guys remember, but like Transworld did a story on it about how corrupt it was and, and the circumstances were just so crazy that I actually had to step in and be like, you guys serious? That's what you're going to do? Really? And then I met the judges halfway. I didn't even change their score all the way, but I'll, I'll give you a brief. I'll make it quick. But way back, I don't know if you guys remember, but Travis was the guy, and he tried a 360 at the Home Depot Center on his last trick, and he KO'd himself. Yeah, on the ramp, right? Yeah. On the ramp, on, on the, the last, very last trick. Well, two judges gave him like a 50 for his whole entire run. And he went for that jump when time expired as he was going up the face, and he still had like two more jumps than anybody else had. So they like said, well, his whole run was worth nothing. So that was the only time I've ever intervened on a trick or on a score. Mm-hmm. But I didn't like score him like a 90 or nothing. I gave him, you know, I went to the lowest score of the other judges, and then their score, and I met in the middle like at a 60-something. That was it. Uh, Kenny, but, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, but, yeah, the only way I can intervene is, like, if something is just so far blatantly wrong. And TV, you know, it's live TV, and they're yelling in your ear for scores. So, um, you know, it's it's a tough gig, man. It's really tough. And the only reason why I got it is because I was like everybody else that talked crap about it. And someone told me, hey, if you're so – you think you know, then right. go up there. So yeah. who, do you, who do you work for? Do you work for Paul? Yeah, I work for Paul. So, see, like, at X Games, each sport has a sport organizer. It's not ESPN that you work for. Yeah, that's what so Kenny, like, Kenny uh, explained that to us a little bit earlier in the show. Oh, okay. I uh, didn't catch that, uh, so. um, Hey, is Eric Johnson a judge? EJ is a judge. Do you think that that's a little bit of a conflict? Does anybody get? That's, does anybody talk about that? How's no, Eric? I mean, I, mean I like Eric, but how the hell is that guy a judge, dude? What does he, what does he know about tricks? He know. does really well, actually. I mean, you just, you, you know, it's it's not, um, man, if you could just, like, articulate what you see and, and put it down and be able to explain it, and, right. you know, it, it, it's, you know, I mean, some of the best judges are people that I talk to at home that aren't even there. You know what I mean? Like, it's pretty crazy when you're so in, in involved in the sport and stuff, sometimes you don't see the big picture. So Let me ask you a question. Are the I, same judges, the judges of best whip? And best trick, and no, and best whip is only text messages. Okay, that's. I right. wish it was judged a right. but it's not. It's a crowd thing. The, right. Don't about, you? Don't you? Sorry, Kenny, go ahead. What about what about uh, uh, not best? What about best trick? Best trick is five judges. Last year, the same judges that we, ju- judge freestyle. Yes. 
The same five. Okay. So uh, the same five. So that makes sense to me now. So do you think that the guy that won, no disrespect to, to Cameron, he killed it. He doubled, nailed it, had a huge accident not too long ago, came back. But he won on a trick that someone else did. Matto did his trick, and he did a trick that no one's ever done, and he didn't win. How does yeah, that work? Well, How does that work? Well, he did do a trick. I mean, Matto did a side saddle lander off of a trick that Kyle Loza won three years ago. Yeah. Travis won four years ago with the double backflip. Then the next year, Loza won with the same trick that Matto just did. But, yeah, but however, he, he Matto threw, did threw, land he, side saddle, which he is combined. I could say I could understand that that Cam, if he won, if he did a double back cliffhanger or something, whatever, if it's even right. doable. Yeah. But he did the same exact thing. Matto threw a combo in that trick and won it with a different trick. It was it was the it was the same trick, but he 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 threw something else in it. It was like, you know, having yeah. chocolate cake with vanilla ice cream, and then the next Sounds good. Next week, yeah, Mathis, yeah. With, with chocolate ice cream. So <laughs> I'm just trying to, you know, understand more because I know a lot of these people that I talked to because before you came on the show, I said, huh, I'm going to do a little research. I'm going to call some of the people that I know that Oh, Kenny, you doing research on the show? I did research. For this show? Just for Regis, though, because I, 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 I can't – Regis has every answer in the book, and I'm not going to throw something You're not out gonna, You don't want to look dumb. Yeah. Well, that's hard, but yeah. <laughs> but you know, Regis knows what's going on. This is his deal. Regis, Regis, you should feel real uh, privileged because you're the only guest Kenny has ever done research for. Okay, and ask and ask Regis. Ask him how much I seen him at X Games. How much did you see Kenny at X Games? Never, I, I never. Kenny, he never saw me. Okay, I never saw. Him. What's the point of that, Kenny? The problem is that we were in and out. Oh, we were in and out. In. And the way they ran that, just like I'm trying to get at, is for TV. They get you on the track, they get you off the track, and they go. What about, hey, Reach, uh, what do you think of the criticism? And, I, and I'm certainly one of the guys, the, the goofball in the hawk in the gardening gloves with the bu- double backflip. Murray, that guy's rules. And then also uh, the guy that ate shit this year doing a front flip has never landed that, I believe. What do you th- no, he's actually, he's actually showed video proof. He did 20 in a row, like in four consecutive days. If you go on YouTube okay. or Freestyle right. MTX, the okay. guy's actually landed it in competition. But the issue there is, man, these guys at the front flip, and you guys knowing from racing can completely picture this. Okay, you get a 100-yard run-in, and you're like second gear or third gear, boy, and you're sitting down and you pretty much seat bounce off the thing, and you unload at the top. Right? Follow me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I thought I lost you guys. So anyways, but in the Staples Center, they're coming down that ramp, and then they're driving off the lip to get the distance. It's just not the right setup. Okay, so you knew it wasn't the right setup. He knew it wasn't the right setup. ESPN, X Games, Tably, everybody knew it wasn't the right setup. Why let the guy go for it? Okay, he's doing it in his backyard 20 times with foam, mattresses, you know, whatever he has to do. He's doing it at home with maybe 10 of his friends. He's not doing it in front of millions of people watching on TV where his nerves, just like Murray, when Murray first did it. He was doing it, but he he even said it. It's a lot different doing it when you're on on the rolling and you look up and there's an 80-foot monitor and you're looking at yourself (laughs) and you're – I mean, that's what – Deegan and Hart both told me the hardest thing they've ever had to do was come back the next year after they imploded 
from doing a trick, and they're at the rolling, and they're looking, and there's a screen there, and they're showing their crash from the year before. <laughs> yeah. you know? And they're, like, bitching. So same with this dude. He's going to go back if they let him back, and he's going to sit at the rolling, and he's going to see himself implode and going, is this really worth it? Is it worth it that he did that for, for ratings for ESPN? Okay, if yeah, help the guy out. Help him out with some money. No, I, yeah, I think he um, – well, I think he's a salesman. I think that he does his best at saying he's got it handled. I don't think that ESPN puts him out there knowing he's going to crash. Nobody does. I mean, I'm even on the committee that invites these guys, and nobody, you know, Deegan's on it. Everybody's on it. Or there's a lot of good names. I'm not everybody. There's a lot of good big-name guys that are on that committee. And uh, like uh, Fitzpatrick, he was doing the front flip, and he wasn't close, but he had like a roll-in made out at the militia compound or his house and, you know, these guys are just salesmen. They show video of them doing it, and they go, I can do it, I can do it. The Paris guy, he was claiming he was going to do it in practice all day long. And he just knew it was going to be bad, kind of, because he went out there and practiced, and he didn't do it. And so you're... his bike blew up, and then he never got practice. It was just, it was, it was a scary deal. So why, <laughs> I mean, if, uh, that's why. what I don't understand. Why let him go do it? Why say, you know what, dude? You're not, you're, we're not letting you yeah, ride. At what point does ESPN take some responsibility for what's going to be seen Well, see, that's just the there. thing. ESPN has no... Okay, well, then, the Paul, Paul dude, somebody, somebody. What point does somebody say, this is not going well? You know? When he's laying on the ground broken. <laughs> yeah. Right, mid-flight, mid-flight, his first run. Hey, we, we all went. Reed, this is not good. Reed, you can't deny that they play the shit out of those crash clips, the skateboarder guys on the, on the tall vert ramps. They love it. You well, that's why it's called the extreme that. games, dude. It's right. not called the pansy yeah. games. Yeah. No, I'm going to lie and say that they're not exploiting those crashes. I mean, but right. that's, that's, you know. That's, that's, what, that's what makes it exciting. I mean, just like. But I also tell- don't think that they bring them there. You know, like, I really think that ESPN has the best, like, you know, we talk about medical. They brought the Asterix rig in this year. That was a good they call. Brought, I don't, that was awesome. I don't, yeah, I don't think that they're, I mean, it's never come across to me and all the involvement I have, but I don't think they ever sit there and go, man, we're bringing this guy because he's going to implode. No, you know? for sure. I think they I want mean, the rags to riches story. You know? But the, the bottom line is it's, it's an extreme sport. Just like back in the day when Evil Knievel was jumping ramp to ramp. Right. I would say 70% of those people were going there going, this guy's going to crash. I want to see it. I want to know, though, like, how come, Regis, it seems to me, and I could be wrong, there is judging controversy every year at this race. And it is, it's an whoa, obvious... Whoa, 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 It's a contest, bro. Contest, sorry. Get your shit together. Sorry, a Kenny. Difference I'm just not freestyle. on your level, Kenny. Thank you. <laughs> I'm not on your level. Don't, uh, don't. There's just... Like, last year with Loza, same thing. Um, you know, a lot of people thought he shouldn't have... What, what is the deal? I mean, what, what's going on? There's a lot... And, and afterwards, you can't find really too many people to, to say that the correct person won the gold medal. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I, I'll completely agree with that. And in, in the what? eight years I've been involved in it, I've never had a year where anybody said that's the right way. Right. And if it if it went a different way, there's not going to be any. There's still going. It's a it's a judge sport, and in a judge sport that's subjective, it's like it's a freestyle event. So how can you even judge? It's so hard to judge a freestyle event. You Try to what? tell them that you have to do it like this. You know what, Reed? I really believe, and no disrespect to any of the judges or yourself, but th- this is only me. Believing what I believe, and being around freestyle for a long time, they they judge the name a lot more than, I mean, like Travis. Travis is Travis Pastrana, you know what I mean? Twitch is Twitch. He didn't ride worse shit, but if he would have rode decent, he would have qualified and made the finals. 
And he would have got judged more off of his name than the way he rode. Even if he attacked the course, he did whatever. I, I really, truly believe that Travis Pastrana and there a lot of those other guys get judged off of their names. If, that was, if, if Travis Pastrana in best trick did what he did, what Maddo did, he would have won the gold for sure. What? Yeah, no. I mean, I you know, it's it's hard to argue with that, Kenny. You know, I mean, I'm not. I hope I'm not taking away from what I do or anything, but I think that human nature, exactly. you know, there's not a switch that you can turn off. You know, like I said, Travis, and that's why Travis has those events. I think from day one, even when he rode his 125, he he's had that mentality of like, okay, well, I know how I'm going to win this event, and it may not be because I'm the best rider. He like. Oh, I agree. I'm telling. I don't know. If, I don't know if you saw it or not. But every time he took off, and Mathis, I don't know if you saw it on TV or not. But imagine he. Everybody came down the ramp and was like, "Yeah, waving to the crowd, burp, burp," and would start hitting ramps. Travis would come down and he would shift and drag his brake in fourth gear. It sounded like he was doing a hundred, but he's just clutching, dragging his brake, bogging the bike, and hits the ramp. I mean, it, it, and you just go like, "Okay." Yeah, I agree with you. Bartram, you know? Bartram used to do the same shit. Yeah, I mean it's. it's it's tough. And how, I'm come, not say how come they so can't? Perfect. How come they couldn't do? Let the riders judge it at X Games. I don't know. I mean, I don't. I've never really explored that. I've never thought of that. Uh, I mean, I think. I think that. I mean, you do. You do the X Fighters, right? Yeah, I'm the head judge for the X Fighters too. Matter of fact, I'm packing to go to London first thing in the morning. All right. Well, when you see Mason over there, you tell Mason that I had a little talk with you, and you're you're gonna play with the uh, judges' balls a little bit, so Mason gets a good score. <laughs> you know, that's the thing. Like Mason, like I think he, man, and maybe you could slap him up for me a little bit because I think that these some of these guys get so defeated before they go. They, they, man, like Adam, and sometimes Mason. Man, I and I, I could not say anything wrong with those guys. I mean. Dude, they're the they're the men. I mean, they are so good at what they do. But you know, it's such a it's a sport with like your confidence. Like, just it, it's insane. Like, you know, I hope Mace just goes and just says, "Screw it, I'm gonna ride like I can." Because sometimes they get up on the wrong foot, and it's like, well, you the, know? the rumor on the street is Reed is that Mason was very very upset. I mean, he rides for me. He was under our tent, and he was very pissed. He said, "Sign me up for everything. I'm training. I ain't going. I'm not doing shows. I'm gonna." For three months for X, I'm going to work my ass off, and I'm, I need to win some medals. Because yeah. that's the way he feels. But you know what? On the other hand, you know, a lot of those guys weren't happy with the course. You know what I mean? Some guys say they didn't flow. You know, and that was... You're you always know, going to hear that, though, from some Yeah, guys. for yeah. sure. It's right. like a shitty track, whatever. Right. But there was stuff on it that they were like, dude, we don't have this shit at home to practice on. There's not this handrail like a snowboard rail. If you fall off, you're going down 60 feet. Right. You know what I mean? But you know what I'm saying? And I know you have a tough call, and I know that the guys building the track, the course, it's, it's, it's tough. I mean, it's a yeah. 2020 situation the whole way through. Do you, but you know what bums me out, and it, this is a little bit more towards the supercross than the freestyle, but our industry pays big money to these athletes to medal at X Games, to get on TV for X Games. The X Games is their whole deal for their whole year, you know, and to, to, to not insult you, Reg, they get F'd by the judges in an obvious decision, or they have a text message vote for best wit. Like, these are guys' entire careers coming down to getting effed by the judges. And we've already established that every year, it seems, there's a judging controversy. So 
why can't our, our whole industry thinks it's so damn important to be there and to represent and it just comes down to like uh, a text a text message vote uh, you know the judging's getting uh, getting a little as- askew it just uh, to me it just reeks of amateurish amateur night you know that that but it really means something to these athletes it's their whole year yeah no i i mean there's guys that make look at loza he doesn't i don't think he rides his motorcycle you know not, i don't know for sure so yeah. i don't want to go on you know but it seems to be that he doesn't even ride his motorcycle until two or three months before X Games, trains X Games, and does that event. I don't know if he does any demos or anything throughout the year, but, right. you know, and he makes a killing. But, like, I want to go back, like, you know, I know that it seems like the judges F these guys, but if you really, if we really wanted to dissect each run, there's, there's reasons why Travis, you know, could have won in someone's mind versus Levi. Like, you know, like. Well, uh, you're saying it's not that bad. It's not that one side. I say, I, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, everybody has their opinions, and I, like I said, it's never, I've never, ever, there's only like, <laughs> I've always joked with people, there's only a few things certain in life, like death, taxes, and, you know, freestyle guys are going to be mad after right. they get judged. I mean, <laughs> there's, there's never going to be anybody that goes, man, that event was perfect, because it's such a subjective event, you know? Like, we could sit here and talk about Travis. I agree with everything that says. It seems to be like Travis has the, plus five factor, like just dropping in, he gets five extra points because he's Travis Pastrana. You know, it's like, how to curb that? Man, we talk about it. We switch the judges out. You know, the same judges weren't the same judges as last year. Um, You know, we try to get a different version of judges. And then, you know, all of a sudden, it's like Travis drops. He does these little backflips. He gets the crowd pumped. The crowd gets the judges pumped because, you know, it's like this electricity. It's like, you know, it's like when you go to a concert and you see a guy that plays a guitar really good or a guy that plays a guitar really good and then the, the whole band's jamming and the crowd's, you know what I mean? It's like it, every time Travis drops, and I don't care who you were, you got on the edge of your seat and was like, okay, here comes Travis Pastrana. You're right. You're 100% right. But if you want to go to other events in export in the X Games, you have the biggest extreme athlete in the world doing it, Sean White. He didn't win because that guy had a better run than him. If uh, you right. look at it. Good point, Kenny. If you look yeah. at it. I mean, Sean Doesn't White. Get much bigger than Sean White. No, but Sean White didn't win the gold because Luke did his trick and killed it, and he got judged for his his, his run. Canadian, Sean, by the way. Canadian, by the way. He is Canadian. Yes. But, but I think, like, Travis, though, does – man, how high was Travis going on that wall? He went twice as high as almost – well, there's one other guy that okay, went pretty but, high. But, but what I was told by riders was that they weren't going to judge off of those little things like the wall and the rail ride. They were going to – you know, no, and as the, had the the right and now, what like I that. went and told, I went and told every single rider to their face that they didn't have, don't waste a jump to hit that stuff if you can't. If you're going to impress and hit it and be able to do something, then do it. Well, years ago, Mike Metzger was in the pits one time, and he completely went crazy and told everybody that if you can't whip a bike, you shouldn't be in the free, in the, in the in the run. So it was like a joke between everybody for a year that you had to do a mandatory whip. Well, that's what I didn't want to happen at X Games. You didn't have to hit those fun boxes, and you weren't going to be penalized if you didn't. What you were going to be penalized is if you did hit that stuff and just wheel tapped it just to say, like, oh, I hit it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I, I did. But Andy, that, it's, you know, we could talk about all this all night, you know. And, you know, yeah, bottom, yeah, I, the bottom line is, dude, your hands are tied, and it's tough what you do. Like you said, I'll agree with you. Those guys, I mean, I've been around a lot of those freestyle guys. And I work for, you know, one of the godfathers of it. And uh, he 
is the biggest whiner I've ever met when it comes to his motorcycle. And, you know, scoring judges, I mean, I mean you know who I'm talking about. So, at the end of the day... Yeah, I got I had a loogie hawked on me by him. <laughs> wow. <laughs> me too. <laughs> I had some cakes yeah. right on my face the other night by him. But, but you know what I'm saying, dude. I, it's, it's so tough to do what you guys do. But on the other end, you know, I really think that, you know, maybe something should happen where, you know, the committee gets together and said, hey, we're going to try one event to see how it works, and we're going to let the riders judge the riders. Did, did many yeah. riders say they want to do that, Kenny? They would do it in a heartbeat. Yeah. Yeah, they they did it. They've done a show. I think it's Great Ride Open, Kenny. I'm not even sure. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. They sit down at the end of the night, and the riders actually score. Yeah, that was Spicer's deal. Wasn't that Spicer's deal? Yeah, that's uh, Jay Spicer's that deal. They used to uh, ride to the hills. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's it. Yeah, I'm. It's one of those. But you know, I mean, there's a million different ways. And trust me, I mean, I spend way a lot of time on judging stuff and. And we've bounced ideas. I mean, like for X Fighters, the X Fighters is judged completely different too, like than X Games is. So it's hard because you got to tell the guys, you know, I know you're used to being judged like this, but now you're at X Games and it's different because X Games has sports and competition that show up with their judging pads and their rules and regulations and everything. So the judges have to judge, you know, mm-hmm. to that. And then like X Game or like X Fighters Red Bull, where I'm going to London, you know, we spent, you know, I spent two days in Santa Monica with Button and. You know, agents and writers and everybody to get as much data together as we could to make it still fair, as fair as possible. And it's still, you know, writers are still claiming that it's not fair. It's it's right. never going to be a hundred percent. You know, and uh, let me ask you this, uh, uh, Rage, as, as X Games, uh, as it as it jumped the shark. As far as is what it, do you mean? Is like, it, is it no longer relevant as it used to be? No, I think. Okay. I think. For this freestyle guys and everything, that's the one event a year that, just like you said, there's so much emphasis put on it that it's a make-or-break event. Kenny, you know? do you, do you, Kenny, do you think the event is losing its luster a little bit? Well, I, I, I really, if you really look like at... Like the, discon- the discontent with the riders is... All uh, time. Well, now, now, hold on, hold on. There's two different... Okay, if you're talking about has the event for the riders or the industry, like the... I'm just talking, yeah, I'm just talking overall, just industry and riders and... The importance of it and what goes down at these races. How frustrated are the riders, Kenny? Let me correct you. Okay. It's a contest for the third time, all right? You said races. Well, I meant there's also a supercross race, I guess, and a rally and all that. Uh, Supermoto went away, but okay. Dude, we, hey, who, I need to get on the committee about kiboshing rally. Chanceability. <laughs> dude, that, I know. You know, and I, I don't, I have, I'm going to say this right, I have nothing to do with rally, and I know how hard it is to do an event and stuff, but man, that, that really. You know, I don't know anybody that was not bummed about that. Even dude, they should put, put they should put the, they should put those stadium trucks in there, dude. You didn't answer my question, Kenny. Uh, did you get the? Did you get it? I didn't want to answer your question. Okay, all right. Well, I don't want to answer yours, Kenny. Dude, Reed, this guy's an idiot. I have to deal with here. <laughs> Kenny, it's my show. It's our show, and it's going to be my show. And I'm if I leave, over. if I leave, you cannot work this machine. Then the show would be over. I'd have your <laughs> wife up here trying to figure it out for me. This is what I got to deal with, Regis. NJ! Hey, NJ, need some more coffee! Yeah, that's, that's the <laughs> shit I gotta put Mom, up with. Mom, there's the meatloaf! <laughs> Mom! <laughs> Mom! <laughs> hey, we, go. we gotta go. In there? We gotta go, Reege, but let's get, let's get you back on the show and uh, just wrap. Hey, Reege, I gotta, I gotta, this is, the last, this is the last thing I'm gonna tell you or ask you. When you're ready to bring a real judge into your thing that will tell the riders to suck it, they don't like it, kick rocks. 
bring me on, bro. I don't want to do X Games, yeah. but I'll do a, I'll do an X Fighter for you. And yeah, I'll, I'll bring, X Fighter I'll, I'll bring, X Games is tough, man. I'll bring Kyle Lowe's and and I'll, I'll use a hair clip with a with a feather on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, um, his his yeah, style, is, you, his style is awesome. All right, Regis. Well, Hello. thanks Sweet for coming on and explaining your side of things put and and you know and getting cream in there then. Kenny, we're trying to do a live show here. I'm trying to order my coffee. Well, take your headset off. Hey, no problem, Mathis. And, and uh, our Twitter war was all in good fun, but oh, I, I know what you mean. I, know, I, I, I understand what you say about the industry and stuff, losing the luster, but, you know, the event was crazy. You know, it was, uh, yeah, it seemed, I it don't se- know. It seemed like all 30 or 40 people that were in the Coliseum really dug it. They were into it. Well, you know what? What was different was, yeah, I know, exactly. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> There's no nobody there. But uh, all the emphasis put on it, except for, you know, they had, like, some, like, 37 corporate sponsors this year at X. Right. So I think the frustration in our industry comes from so much emphasis put on it, and then it not, you know, just right. everybody's being so, like, I think it was, on it. I think it was a big problem, too, that they ran the Supercross, and the, they started the show, and they did it on a Thursday night at 5 o'clock where, you know, people have to work. They can't get their kids there. It's clear they didn't. They don't think highly of Super, Super X with that time and the way that everything went down. We're going to have Jason Baker on the show later, uh, Reed, the track designer and builder for X Games, to talk a little bit about it, too. I'm going to so. talk them how to water when they build so it doesn't turn into silt. Yeah, it was pretty bad water-wise, but... Okay, so, the, ju- so the, 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 the rally was bad. The Supercross was bad. There was nobody in the Coliseum. Judging is no, all I controversial. I uh, Travis Pastrana probably shouldn't have won. Let's... Hey, you know what, though, Reed? I'm just bugging you, oh, Reed. I wasn't going that. I didn't say any of that. That's, uh, hey, that's a little adding on to what I said. Hey, I hit Tabley up and told him to listen to the show. I said, hey, listen to how Andy's going to throw it under. <laughs> uh, no way. Tabley knows. You know what? I don't think the race was – I mean, I know it was dusty. I know the sun was going down. I know it was crazy. But I still think it was pretty big. I think it was a pretty decent race. And, you know, I heard a lot of people say that – you know that it's not doing our sport any good, or or it made our sport look bad. I I don't think so. I mean, if it if it reached, you know, you know those thirty or forty people that Mathis you say were in the stands, the majority that I saw were like boys and kids clubs, or, or you know like right. boys club and women. I mean, ESPN does a lot in bringing those people in. Yeah. You know that might go home and and want to go to Anaheim one now because they saw. It. And well, you know what people else? Don't understand that it was dusty and hey, crappy. You, you know what else is pretty. Uh ironic here is that okay we had the boys and girls come club come by the heart Huntington thing we did a huge giveaway gave away t-shirts gave away fans gave away stickers and you know those kids were coming by and we gave them a lot of free stuff and a lot of those kids that would never come to an event like that walked away with a souvenir that were pumped i'm just saying at the sorry pumped i thought you were done okay i don't mean to interrupt at the end of the day some people from espn came up and we're going Gave us a lot of crap for what we did. That we were giving stuff away. It's taking revenue oh, it's out just of like their. Like Supercross, it's turning into that. <laughs> so and what I tried to explain to them was, you know, I wanted to be cool about it and say, hey, listen, you know, we're trying to help this. You know, ESPN um, didn't get bummed when we gave them a twenty thousand dollars supermoto bike to give away on behalf of us, but we're giving some shirts away. And what we did make a mistake on one thing, but we still gave them away and promoted the event. They were bummed on, and I don't think it was anyone that was super important that was bummed on us because at the end of the day, it's all about the ratings at on At the TV. end of the day, Kenny. At the end of the day, it's about See, the and team. That, 
That sucks for me because I thought that was the difference between X Games. See, I don't know that. Like me when too. I was in the war with Kenny, I I don't know that. I know that like what I see, what I think is like good. Like ask Daniel Blair or Weston Pike or any of those guys that you know don't really get taken care of at Supercross. But man, you got the athlete lounge, you got a masseuse, a chiropractor, you get fed. That's the kind of stuff I see that I like. Kenny, I'm not on your side. I didn't, you know, I'm kind of bummed to hear that you guys got rattled like that because I hate that about Supercross, and I thought X Games was different. So, so did I, I. so did I, because we did it for years in the past and never heard any um, anything back let's, on uh, it. Let's take this call. Maybe it's for, for maybe Reach. it's for Reach. Maybe it's uh, someone. Pulp MX Show. You're on the air. Who's this? Has been. What's up? What's up? What's happening? Jason Thomas. Hey, what's happening? Uh, I just got out of a movie. Seeing what's happening. Oh, uh, we got Regis Harrington on talking about X Games. We want we asked Regis. What? what up, buddy? Hey, what's up, bud? Not much. Nothing, nothing. Thomas wants yeah, to know I... why he wasn't invited to X Games. Regis wasn't invited. No, no Jason, you weren't. Jason Thomas. Oh yeah, I I uh, didn't really try. I didn't have a way to get there and didn't have a bike. Wasn't riding Supercross. So. I could have gave you a bike. Yeah, I don't think that would have went over real well. To be honest with you, <laughs> you, you would have made you would have made more money than at the the sponsor cup, whatever that thing is. Yeah, I think you I might, made fifty bucks that weekend. So you, yeah, that beat. You might as well I'm have in. Grant, Brayton, and Tedesco beating you than the other kid. Yeah, man, wow. getting JT on the show and Mathis and Watson. I can't wait for San Diego Supercross to come and just act like a time <laughs> show for you guys. Dude, it's just uh, it's like old times. Come on over, dude. Hey, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I had one of the most one of the most fun times of my life with, with Regis in New Zealand, actually. Uh, probably yeah. one of the best trips I've ever been on. Yeah, you guys yeah, uh, the- wouldn't wouldn't shut up about that thing. Made me real jealous. Kelly Smith went. Johnson Brothers went. Um, hey, did you go? Bad Andy. Yeah, bad Andy. He will he will be for bad Andy to me. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that was the best two weeks of my life. We did. <laughs> oh man, it was insane. And yeah, bad Andy was rare form. Hey, listen, dude. Harrington was like. Riding really, you know, he was good in his day. So we're all racing, whatever. And every time we go out on the track, Harrington's like stealing the microphone and going off, you know, just getting the crowd all fired up, taking dudes out, doing tricks. So they start yeah, calling him Bad, a- bad Andy. Bad. And <laughs> I love that. Dude, he was like a hero. He's like Bad Apple. Like Eric Apple, <laughs> the Bad Apple. <laughs> I didn't know you were part of the militia there, Andy. No, oh, I'm gonna be proud, Kadem. All right, Harrington, we're gonna go. We're gonna call Wygant yeah. next, and then we're gonna continue on. Thank you for coming on. All right, buddy. You roll. Yeah, no problem, Thanks, buddy. Yeah, see you, bud. Later, yeah. later. JT Money, what movie did you go see? Uh, Dinner for Schmucks. How was it? Uh, it's really funny, actually. Pretty I saw, good. I saw the other guys uh, the other night. It was all right. Had good yeah, I, was, I couldn't decide which one to go to between those. Hey, you want to stay on the line while we call Wygant? Yeah, why not? I got nothing to do. I'm driving right now. Okay, hold on. We're going to put you on hold here and call him. All right. Hey, can't your buddies call you? Can't <laughs> they call you off the air and talk about movies? I didn't even this know is, JT This was is calling. a motorsports show, dude. We talk about X Games and people imploding themselves. What do you think of uh, Regis coming on the show? I thought he did an awesome job. You do? Yeah. But okay. I'm glad we uh, we all got to speak our, our piece, and he knows how some of the people feel about X Games. Yeah. Ask this dude about X Games. I know That's he why he's coming on the show. I know he has a lot to say. He's coming on. Did you see him? I did see him. You did see him? I did see him for a split second here and there. He was running around the golf cart. Hello. Jason Wygamp. 
It actually says Pulp MX on the caller ID now. It does? That's unbelievable. It says Pulp MX. Hey, we're, we're getting big time. We're getting big time. Uh, wow. You're on with Steve Mathis and the media darling, Kenny Watson. Yeah. What's happening, OGK Dub? And guess who's on the line with you? Who? This is going to seem like uh, old times, but Jason Thomas is on the other line. Duh. You just hey, roping in the same guys, the same stuff. I know. Man. I know. Dude, I'm, trying, I'm trying to pull a Watson and steal the uh, co-host job. It ain't, hey, ain't going to be too hard. All you got to do is be here every week. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let me, here's the number one question to replace Watson. Can you show up on time? If yes, you have the job. <laughs> Hear that? That was the sound of a Red Bull opening. <laughs> uh, uh, I called it. Uh, hey, uh, Wygant, uh, we're, we're having an X Games show special here. We'll touch, right. on, touch on Loretta's a little bit as well. I want to get your opinion on a couple things. But um, we got Regis Harrington on to talk about freestyle yep. and talk about the controversy with that. Now we're having you on with the Supercross, Super X, to talk about the controversy with that. What was uh, the controversy with the freestyle? Uh, well, bad judging, apparently. Um, oh. A lot of people thought that Travis Pastrana should not have won. And also, oh, okay. as, as well, the best. Yeah, I actually talked to Regis about that, and I'm sure he said the same thing to me that he said to you guys, which is. I think we lost JT. Good. Oh, wow. <laughs> Just too much. No, I told Too much that. information overload. Hold yeah. on one second. He could be back. Pulp Mech Show, you're on the air. Who's this? Hey, one more Jason. Oh, what's up, Jason? <laughs> I figured three in a row would be good for you guys. Yeah, we got Thomas Wygant, and now you, who is my brother. It's my brother on the line. Absolutely. Jesus. Wait a minute, you have a brother named Jason? I do. Dude, wow. he, has, he has his best No wonder we had this kinship all along. I didn't realize. Yeah. Near, 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 near. So now my friend's calling in, my brother's calling in. That's how lame our show is. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, brother, uh, brother Jason, do you have a something question, or can we? you just want to hold, or what do you want to do? Well, uh, what's going on with the X Games? If you guys decide it's past its prime, it's jumps a shark. I think for guys in their 30s and above, it's totally... Jump the shark. I think it's kind of done. It's definitely aimed towards like the 18 to 21 year, or maybe 15 to 21 year old demographic. Well, you know what's probably going to happen is they'll probably ace motorsports out of it and just do skating like the Detour did. Well, Supermoto's gone away. Super X was Thursday at five o'clock with no heat race shown. Well, let me show you. Let me tell you the reason why they did it because why? they claimed that was their highest ratings for anything. So they wanted to start it with a bang and end it with a bang. That's why Supercross, Super X, right, and Freestyle was started it, and then Speed and Style was last. That was okay. the last event of X Games. Hey, uh, Wygant, um, uh, what's your thoughts on X Games? How? What did you think? You were there as a consultant, I guess, to help out the announcers and to maybe throw some of your knowledge in there. Uh, working, right. with, working with a legendary Paul Page. Is he a cool dude? Yeah, he actually is really cool. Like, there's no yeah. question about that. I get to work with him at Daytona each year. Yeah. And uh, he's definitely a nice guy, there's no doubt. I mean, he could he could be all royalty, and I've been there, done that, kid. Dude, he's, but, a, he, um, he, he's, he's announcer royalty, isn't he? For a guy yeah, like but he, I think, you know, he's smart enough to know you're not going to get anywhere doing that. Don't burn bridges. So he's, he's a pretty nice guy to talk to, and he, he definitely doesn't condescend on people. Uh, which he could if he wanted to. So what did you think of the event? How'd it go? Um, you know what's funny? Everyone, first of all, says the race was unbelievably boring, the guys' race. Yep. But there was a 15-lap race. If you had a 15-lap Supercross at any given Saturday night, and you know one guy got the lead, and then uh, another guy caught him with about three or four laps to go, made the pass, and then you had two other guys battling that caught the next guy, and then the three of them battled to the death second, third, and fourth, you would be like, that was a pretty good race. So 
that's kind of strange that it was considered a super boring race, but actually there was more action in that race between the top four than there was in. What about the guys in fifth and sixth? You didn't watch their battle? Yeah, I watched your guy um, get pushed onto the freestyle course. Did he get judged? Did he get judged? <laughs> yeah, he got, he got he had he had uh, he got judged for uh, with dead sailor over the yeah. Yeah, did you see that? He got hosed. Weege, what about yeah? Uh, he got hosed. Huh? What about the time and the and the not showing? Like, did you feel that X Games was uh, that that Supercross was important to X Games people? Did you feel like that? I mean, why weren't the heats shown, Kenny? Why was it? Right, here, here's, here's the here's the, the thing that I know, and it's the first time I ever went. Um, uh-huh. I, I went back when they were in Philadelphia back in the day, but they basically only had freestyle, and it was a lot different as far as the focus on moto. The huge difference that I noticed between X Games and the races we're used to is the races we're used to are races, and then eventually they've gotten some TV coverage, but they are completely built around the live show for the live crowd for the racers that are there. This is a show first. Uh, the racing is no less legit. I mean, they did 15 laps on a real track, and they had a starting gate, and they had a checkered flag. I mean, it wasn't a staged race. But the whole schedule of everything is based on what works for TV. And if you were to watch X Games on TV, it's just constantly going back and forth between one sport and another. And then on Saturday, you'd be watching it, and they'd be showing the races again as if they were live. You wouldn't even know the difference. And I think that's what they figure. People just flip ESPN on. They might think it's cool. They'll watch for a few minutes. They're not hardcore skateboard, BMX, or Supercross fans. So you just give them 10 or 15 minutes, they get their fill, and they move on. Uh, if the heat racers drew huge ratings for what they're trying to do, I'm sure they would have showed them. I think, I think personally, are they going to show the race in its entirety? Um, did, did they announce like the heat races and any of that stuff? They did, actually. So I don't know. At some so point, they must have been played. We, no, the, they'll, they'll McGrath show. and Paul Page called the heat races, the LCQ, they're on, they're adaptive and women. They're I don't know when it showed. but Yeah, but they'll show them again. They have, like, what they do is now they'll go back and edit them all down and do a show. And they'll have right. the Supercross 4X games on in a right. week or two. I was having a hard time watching X games because I couldn't see through the dust. Yeah, me too. But... Dude, uh, how gnarly were those guys jumping that double or triple, whatever that thing was, into the sun, and they had to turn in the air, and it was just completely yeah. blinded. Oh, you mean the huge, massive thing right after the downhill start? Yes. Yeah, that thing. That thing right. was dirty. You couldn't. I mean, this is what they didn't you know, think about when they started this deal. The race is going to go off at quarter to six, six o'clock. The sun's setting in the west. The starting gate's facing right into the sun. Right. You know, just the whole thing. The track was built east to west, so they're either the sun was either in their eyes or in their back. They had four events on that floor. You know what I mean? So they really didn't have much room to work with at the end of the day. That role yeah. took. Yeah, but see, here's the thing. I think I, I think this is where all our confusion comes from. I, once again, the event is designed around TV, so the real idea was to have the Supercross race on at what essentially was prime time in the east. So they couldn't start it at 9 p.m. when it was dark because that would be midnight east. Now they would have the skateboard later, and they chose to have the skateboard mega ramp from the roof not face the sun. So either way, there has to be a compromise, and that compromise of timing is all based around what time will this air on TV. And no other races that we're used to are ever predicated on it. It's a race first, and TV comes second. This is the other way around. Is that a good idea for safety of racers? Well, I don't know. I mean, it didn't result in the guys were gnarly it was crazy what they did but they didn't result in anyone being carted off i don't think because of that i mean it was gnarly there's no doubt um what uh 
what do you what you what do you make of uh, of Hanson uh, losing his pants? Is that the reason why he lost the race? Do you think? That's a little strange to me. Kenny the uh, only Kenny the only Kenny came on earlier and was uh, he uh, he said uh, that Hanson had a lot of shit going on three times really quick, but wouldn't elaborate anymore. But you, you know, it's not my place to elaborate it, on people's personal issues. I'm not saying it is, Kenny. I'm okay, just I'm I don't, telling. I don't I'm telling why right, I don't go right in the tabloids about people's personal life like some people I know. I'm just telling Weege what you said. How it's maybe not his pants. That's all. Well, I'm just telling you what I what I okay, know. Okay, so, okay, Steve. So now we know there is something. So at least well, we know that. Right. So right. I appreciate you at least tabloiding us enough to at least know there's something. Right. Dude, the only excuse I could possibly give is since Dean Wilson's pants come down at least a foot further in every single moto outdoors, and it never even seems to slow him down. Unless seat bouncing or sitting down and coming out of a berm corner is that much more difficult than riding outdoors, then there's no way the pants have anything to do with it. Well, I mean, Wilson's well, pants are much worse every weekend, and it doesn't affect him. Can he, it's can tough to have sympathy for Josh Hansen with, with all the different... He only has to gear up for this one event in the summertime. And he, uh, you go back to the days of when you're, you know, when you're a kid read motocross action, and they t- talked about you know, Jeff Ward had to sit in a block of ice between supercross races for like two months because he cracked his tailbone. And the guy yeah. went out there and you know, was warty every weekend. Right, so you're saying the you know, pants... And, and yeah. Hansen's pants fall down, like, I don't want to hear it. Well, Kenny said that Hanny never used pants as an excuse. He never told he me never, that. Never told he might have that. said, oh, my pants came down, but he didn't say, my pants came ah, down, okay. that's why I okay. lost the race. Right. I uh, guess they wrote yeah. that Mitch Payton was mad as well about the pants. I can know? see that you guys came out of the same womb, for sure. I can, <laughs> I can, see, where, I can, see, where this, I can see where he gets his crap from. I got no there you go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my brother doesn't agree with anything I say, so this is uh, quite uh, interesting that we do, do agree on this. Is hockey awesome? Is hockey awesome? My brother hates no, hockey. No, I know nothing about hockey. Yeah. Wow, so you really do disagree on everything. Yeah. I figured I had you fooled on that one. No, no. A Canadian he, that doesn't like hockey, that's how much he doesn't like you, Steve. Yeah, he doesn't know anything about hockey. He really does. He doesn't even know when the season started or anything. Um, like are they playing now? Yeah, exactly. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, you might as well live in the United States as well. Uh, what do you what do you think? What was the overall vibe, Wygant, from uh, the racers and the teams you talked to about X Games afterwards? Well, I have to say, I don't think they were too pumped. Um, one thing that was very confusing was... Um, on Wednesday, they had qualifying, mm-hmm. and no one really knew where to go to get uh, results or lap times. And people were asking me, and I didn't really know either. Um, Kenny, can so you back, back that up, Kenny? Uh, if you would have came by and asked me how my weekend went, I could have you know, talked to him about it. But he didn't. He never came by. Yeah. I'm just that yeah. guy that yeah, you know, yeah. helps him out once in a while and does some interviews. But right. hey, you know what? The <laughs> bottom line is my biggest You know what? I was done working at 4 a.m. actually on Thursday. So you were probably, knowing you, you were probably available. If I called you at 4.30 in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. I was in the press box <laughs> and yeah. then working. You know, I basically worked a 24-hour shift that day, so sorry I didn't stop by. Do you know what my biggest issue was with the whole deal? Uh, and what was it, Kenny? It started out with the qualifying. And I was there, and I didn't know who the referee was, so I kept asking, and no one, no one knew. Like, hey, where are the times going to be posted? Where are the t- oh, I don't know. Just, there's the board right there. So I'm standing in front of this TV with my phone taking pictures of the lap times, Daniel Reardon is going like a 50, 56, almost 57. All of a sudden, this guy drops to a 55. And I'm like, all right, look it. And I bring an official, whoever this guy was. They all were wearing the same shirt, so I thought they were officials. I show this guy, and this guy looks at me and goes, well, 
The people are watching these guys. He gets on the radio and they're like, hey, watch this guy, watch that guy. And they're like, there's three guys that were docking their laps because they cut the track. And I'm like, well, how do you know? They go, we see him cutting the track. I'm like, Aren't they should be watching a monitor and looking at lap times. If some guy's going a second and a half faster and his name isn't James Stewart or <laughs> Ryan Dungey or Chad Reed, you have an issue. Okay, but they did not. They don't. They don't even think about that. They don't. And you get your. And when when you do get the printout, all it has is their fastest lap time and the heat races. That was it. I'm like, this is, this is bullshit. The guy. There called, it is. The guy walked up and gave it to me. Why again? You know what I did? <laughs> and then he walked away. That's what he did. That's what I did. And I said, hey, take that with you, because. Well, it's, I didn't need to talk to you then because that was the, definitely the vibe I was feeling all around, really? all around for R- sure. Was it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I really, um, I really. Now I guess the the billion dollar question here is then, um, what's the what's the reason for that? I mean, is it a complete lack of, you know, they're not interested, or I'm thinking we don't realize how helpful it is to have series that race every single week, and they've ironed out these kinks over hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours at the races. I talked to Jeff Canfield, um, I think on Saturday, he was down at Loretta's setting up, and I was like, man, I didn't realize how critical you being there every week and everyone knowing you and everyone knowing you can get an answer really is until you have a one-off race where everybody has to, like in your case, Kenny, you're trying to figure out who is the guy, right? Yeah. Right. Um, so I don't know if it's a lack of they weren't trying or if it's just a they don't have the experience, you know what I mean? I'd say anyone who runs a race once a year, is definitely going to, you know, not look as strong in comparison to someone who runs yeah, I mean, twenty say, or fifteen say, or ten or whatever. Say what you want about Feld, and I've certainly been critical of them before, but uh, yeah, this race makes you appreciate them probably all the more. Kenny, would you agree with that? Awesome. Yeah, they they do, and you know what? The thing is, like last year, the big one of the biggest complaints to the riders that race Supercross was the the whole deal with medics and their you know who's, who's peeing right now? That's your brother, probably. That's oh, probably is. I'm actually filling a glass of water, so oh, that'll come next. Okay, it's you. So, anyways, their, their biggest grief was, hey, we need to have our own staff editor. So they brought Asterix on. That was awesome. Right. But mm-hmm. the deal is, you have guys, no disrespect to Paul Tabley and his crew, because they do the best of what, what they have. But right. this is not something they do. Okay, you're talking about having a guy, a, like a, a sanction that runs a, loca- a local NASCAR race at your local speedway, come out and try to run a NASCAR event. It ain't going to happen. Right. So what I think should happen is I think the AMA or Feld or someone that puts on these events should be in that spot to handle timing and scoring, to handle, to have a judge, to run the race the way it needs to be run instead of having it because they have no committee. Well, it's the, like, oh, yeah, that's the way it is. Go right, ahead. Do right, it. Right. That's what I mean. There's so much riding on this race. I was talking to, t- telling Regis Harrington this. There's so much riding on this race from an industry point of view. And then you go out and cheese ball shit happens. Like the gate didn't drop a couple years ago. Should I tell uh, my guy? I told Blows, jump that. F- jump it. Jump the gate. Right. Okay. You can see the guy standing in the doghouse. He was standing in the doghouse in qualifiers. And he's standing up right now to and demonstrate this. And you could this. see him. You could see him move. his. He right. had his hands on the side. Right. And you could see him kick it. I mean, like, and that's dude, look fine. At that th- makes for good TV. They would like that. That'd be yeah. fantastic. That's a great story. But to check follow. it out. Check it out here, guy. In the it's main my brother event, Jason. He's not a guy. In the main event, I looked in the doghouse. The, the guy that was kicking the box was laying on the ground, and he had a boulder he was dropping on the gate. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Hey, uh, Weege, what's going on here? Weege, do you think, did your sense in talking to any of the bigwigs or anybody that you did talk to, I don't even know, 
mm-hmm. uh, with not without having a Ryan Dungey or James Stewart or Kevin Windham or really any really any of the of the real top guys, Chad Reed, did it? Were they mad? Did it make for less of an event? What was that? What kind of thoughts, uh, in your opinion, about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think they were bummed for two reasons. A, uh, you know, they might have someone dropping a boulder on the gate pedal of the doghouse. Right, right. <laughs> a little strange. But they don't, they're not completely clueless in the sport. They know who Dungey is. They know who Stewart is, obviously. Yeah. Um, they want those guys there um, because they know they're the big names. And but, second of all, I think it's confusing to them because in every other discipline, that's for some people, including freestyle motocross, that's the only event these people do. Their whole right. life is built around this. The idea that a top athlete would choose not to race X Games, or even worse, at the last second be like, yeah, nah. I'm out. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, you, like, know why, least, you know why, Jason? Ken, Kenny's to, getting mad. Kenny's you, know, getting you know why they do that? Those, all why those that? guys pull out? Because they know it's not a good run event. That's why right. they do it. That's why and a I think lot of the, guys the like... huge difference here between talk, X Games and every sport that they're used to and what we're used to is I think motocross, supercross is a little bit further along as far as, you know, if you're a BMX or skateboard guy, you also might do do tour, but that's a relatively new thing also. This is the only sport that has a system that's been in place for 30-some years, and they have to match that right off the bat once a year, where the other sports, it's probably not such a big deal, you know, the difference between how organized another skateboard event is and this one, and they don't have as many events. So that's what they've got to compete with. And like you were saying, Kenny, it would probably work out really well for X Games if the AMA came in or Feld came in or MX Sports came in or someone who's been running a lot of these races came in to just point them in the right direction. I think they should bring Luigi in. <laughs> well, That'd he would. Awesome. Luigi. You leave the door open, he'd be all over it, right? Luigi. But, my point guy, is that would guy, help. However, Giuseppe. Giuseppe, sorry. Oh, oh. Giuseppe. But it's not going to Sorry. Let, let's be honest. And Mario. That's not going to happen Mario. either. Um, the rally race, the rally car race, is organized by Rally America, which has changed its name to Rally Car. <coughs> but it's yeah. organized by the people that do the rally races in the United States. Every other now event is. Every other event is. If you have the, the vert guys, that's why there was no problems. I was just telling Weeks. There was, I mean, sorry. No, this is Weege. Hey, I was telling Andy that... They had no problem in skateboard invert scoring. The winner won because they had the right judges, the right people that do all the contest in there. And right. every every discipline has that people in the right places. But Supercross, bottom line. Well, there's yeah, but I don't know. But I don't know if you can put that squarely, completely on ESPN. It's obvious that that's the way they would like to work it. Well, I but, don't. Uh, I, it's I, just I, not. The, the systems that are put in place is just never going to be that way. It's just well, not. It's just no not disrespect to Paul Tabley because I like Paul Tabley, and a lot of people yeah. say what they want about the guy, but I think the guy um, does what he has to do, and I think he's good at what he does. And yeah. it was one of those deals where he was one of the he was one of the guys that was there from the beginning, and it's turnkey for them. They could get a hold of him. He could come in and and do this, which he can do the freestyle thing. He's proved that he can run that thing. But when you jump into it's Supercross is is not a judge sport, okay? And it's 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 a very thin line you have to you know have there. So the bottom line is he has to have the best people that he can bring in. He he's he's making his his staff. He's picking and choosing. Okay, maybe he calls Canfield and saying, hey, I'm going to hire you to be the director. Because Canfield is a no bullshit kind of guy, right? Right? Why can't? Oh, no one crosses the boss. Yeah. No way. Yeah. Dude, I dick him. I His way of the highway. 
<laughs> I, I do. Me and Jeff Canfield go back a long ways, and I've always, I used to always think he was like the the Duke. He was under Duke Finch's like you right. know wing, and he's learned a lot. And like, I have nothing but you know props for that okay. guy. Okay, but right. I think they they need guys that do this. They, I'm not saying the AMA should come in. They maybe should. somebody, but somebody that knows timing right. and scoring. John Gallagher. No, no. <laughs> Keep the guys <laughs> they have in place. He draws the line at Gallagher. <laughs> <laughs> Keep Gallagher. Away. Uh, Wygant, did you did you Kenny went, went on earlier to say that he's he, he there's a lot of dissension about the race. Did you feel that afterwards about it? Uh, like I said, I I knew that people were confused about a lot of things, and you know that's usually people being like, "What's going on?" You know what I mean. So, but I didn't talk to enough people after. I'm, right. He's in the pits. I can't argue. I can't argue. He's he's running a team. Um, I didn't really get to talk to many people directly after it. I went to the press conference, and they had Brayton uh, and the Joshes. And that's pretty much it post-race for me. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I will say that it seemed like, when, when did this start? 07, I think? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, think, I think in 07, the first year they asked, it seemed like at one point everyone was at least planning to do it. And maybe they got hurt and couldn't do it. But um, I think the idea of the guys scratching at the last minute and teams kind of being on the fence, that seems like it's happening more and more. Um, before it was like, Heck, Wyndham and Reed were racing Supermoto just to get in the X Games. Yeah. Now they actually have a Super Cross, right. and they're not even um, doing it. But here's the part that I and Kenny, you can maybe explain this to me. How can Wyndham not race the race? How does his team, his team, this is the most exposure, for example, that they can get, and he's allowed to take it or leave it? How does that work? I would argue that it's not, though. If, you, if I'm just a casual viewer, all I saw was Monster Pro Circuit and Muscle Milk Yamaha. I never saw one glimpse of anyone else to make me believe that they could represent their sponsors there. So, now, granted, Kevin Windham's a great rider. He's probably going to run up front. Right. But So, they're, they're, he's got a shot to win the race. How is it that he's allowed to just take it or leave it? How is his deal set up like I that? Think, I think it has a lot to do with him getting ready for he wanted to do better no, outdoors. I, I think, I think the industry's coming around on this race. That's my opinion. The industry's coming around. This thing's done. It's cheese, wow. it's cheese ball. Yes, if you're Josh Grant... For sure, it was worth it. Uh, interview, Muscle Milk, talking about you. If you're Hanny and you lead uh, 12 laps, it's right. worth it. After that, and, and Tedesco and, and Brayton got a little airtime through the dust. I could somewhat make their numbers out. <laughs> this, I believe this race is, is, is passed. I believe it's the Jump the Shark. It's cheese ball. It's on at Thursday at 8 o'clock at night on the East Coast. Yeah, fuck it. Now, here's the thing. I talked to a couple I of agents. I just said that. Uh, one who you've had on the show a couple of times. Jimmy Button. That's right. And he said, all you got to do is look at um, some book. I can't remember what this book is that, that's used for exposure. And he said it is absolutely destroys. Okay. Hey. This is the only motorcycle race that can touch MotoGP uh, for exposure Listen, around the world. The I only motorcycle race hey, that can touch MotoGP. Out. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I got a point, a counterpoint. Sorry, Kenny. Okay. Uh, right. For two weeks every year, there's curling on two weeks every four years or two years, whatever the Olympics are. There's curling on the front page of ESPN, and people are all about curling, and they take an interest in curling. People go out and buy a gun so that they can go shoot things while they cross-country ski. Um, these things are... You're heavy. talking out of your ass. I am not. You don't see increases in curling or increases in biathlon or any of these sports that are in the Olympics, and they blow the crap out of X Games, figure skating. This They blow the crap out of X Games ratings. It's... Simply, yes, you're getting exposure, but how many of those people are really 
buying motorcycles. Geico, Geico Insurance or Monster Energy Drink or Muscle Milk or Rockstar Energy they're, Drink, that's what I'm saying. These guys are sponsored by hey, those companies. I got you, I got that's you, I got you, I got you. They're man. on the teams because of Supercross and Nationals. They're not there for X Games. They're not like, oh my God, Geico, we're gonna write, we're gonna write Ziggy. If they, were, if that was true, Geico would have been at the race this year. They weren't there. Clearly, Geico, the, the company, does not care enough about X Games to send its riders. Well, I'll there. tell you, I'll tell you this. Uh, this is how much I know. Working with a guy that's a, a, a great manager and works for. How come you never just say Hart? You just always. Like, no, no, not. I'm oh. not talking about Kerry Hart. I'm talking about. <laughs> An, 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 Astafin. Okay, Steve Astafin, okay. who's okay. solid, who represents right. Ryan Sheckler, Dave Mira, all these guys. Can you just drop some names right there? Okay, that's fine. Oh, I'll right. pick them up and put them in my pocket. Okay. But at the Started end, with a guy, and now we got specifics. Okay. <laughs> okay. So he, he's doing a, a pretty lucrative deal with us on the table for a company that we're trying to work with. Outside the box, an automotive company. All right? So this guy's going to them. You know what? X Games, they are all about it. 93 million people watched day one of X Games. Ninety-three million, Steve. So you're going to say that such that's like, my point. Exactly. Even if I'm, even if it doesn't sell twelve motorcycles, that's ninety-three million people that do nothing about Supercross or freestyle motocross okay. that are watching it. And in ninety-three million households, he's pointing around, to my TV right now to make an emphasis the on the TV itself. So you're going to try compl- um, you're going to try to com- compare this to I'm, curling. I, I Dude, would, you're a straight idiot. I would venture, Kenny, that the ratings for curling, and I'm going to look this up. Squash X Games. Squash it. I would bet. Uh, yeah, but I would that's bet. not. It, that's, it's the Olympics. Not so people are watch the Olympics. It it's the X Games. Nobody's going to start start curling, Kenny, because they watch curling. Ninety three million people watch curling. Ninety three people million people watch some dude jump up uh, uh, or sh- shoot a gun while they're cross country skiing. It's the extreme games. It doesn't. Okay? It's the X Games. But my point is, it doesn't hurt. I'm not saying it hurts the industry. I'm saying its value is highly overrated unless you were Muscle Milk, unless you were Monster Pro okay, Circuit. Look, look at that's those, it. Okay, look at Monster and Pro Circuit. Look at Monster and Muscle Milk. They got their value for it, right? They did. What okay. did Hart Huntington get out of it? Out of Chris Blows being there? We got a lot yeah, of exposure. Yeah, but that's a, that's a chance <laughs> you, you have did? to take. I mean, honestly, yeah. it wouldn't have been out of. It wouldn't have been. Let's say Blows didn't get punted onto the freestyle track. We'll get exposure let's, when they play that rerun on TV. We will get exposure. He got third in the heat race. And we, he, we, we knew he wasn't going to win the race. We, we went there trying to do the best we could with what we had. And you know what? At the end of the day, it's just like the guys that show up to skate, you know. Hey, guys, let's, let's ask my brother. Brother, do you agree with me? Brother Jason? He says he agrees with you on nothing. So this can't possibly. The guys that have got the most exposure are the teams that are the best run and have the best sense of, of media. Um, Pro Circuit of the Mitch Payton, you know, he was going to be there, and he got Josh Hansen out there. And then, of course, JGR, they know all about exposure and having their guys out there. So maybe they're the teams in motocross that are the most understanding of how to get the most exposure. And maybe the other team that didn't pull in there, like, say, Geico, perhaps isn't managed as well. as. Yeah, but here's the strange thing even about that, fellow Jason. Josh Grant was in, out, in, out, in, out. Whatever he wanted to do, yeah, he was out. Yeah, I think so as recently as Washougal, seven days before the race, and so maybe this should be written five in a contract for all these guys. Then, and that that will make the race bigger. This is just part of it. Everybody show up. You got to be here. So Don't here's where I'm confused. confused. If the numbers are that big, and I believe they are, because I talked to an agent, Jimmy Button, who told me that agents are always of, right. For sure, you're right. If the level of exposure is that crazy big, and especially nowadays. We're not saying that the race is designed to make more kids go out and buy dirt bikes and go race motocross. But if you're sponsored by an outside sponsor, which every team is now, 
and every team would probably not even be on the road if not for these outside sponsors. If this race really gives them that much exposure, why is this race so optional? Unless, that's, that's A, my point. those numbers aren't true, or B, these teams are clueless as to actually how to get their no, sponsors my, exposure. My, I don't know. My point is, is, it, is it's overrated. It doesn't right. do that much for you. These comp- Geico is a Fortune 500 company. They yes, would know better. Exactly. Um, they, they don't make it They manage. should know. They, they should, should know. know, right? And, and it's just not it's – not, I'm not denying the ratings. I'm not denying the ratings. I'm saying it doesn't pay off for but our what sport. What does Monster know that Geico doesn't, that Monster – is able to leverage Josh Hansen onto the Pro Circuit team mostly because of his accomplishments in X Games. You want to know why? Because the guy won it two years in the past, and they seen the coverage. Do you think Monster, yeah. I mean, they're a powerhouse. They're not going to go to an event like that. They were a sponsor of the event. Did you see all the, I mean, on, on site, on the activation they did, they had Monster crap everywhere. They had models. They had a stage. Just like they do at Supercross, they had the same exact thing there, and they, they did what they had to do. Rockstar was there. We were there. Hart and Huntington, Rockstar was there. I was passing out Rockstars, promoting our sponsors. Gave, you know, I probably gave 100 cans of Rockstar away to these kids from the Boys and Girls Club that probably would never even went and bought it because they're not old enough. But, of course, I break the rules and gave it to them. Excellent. You Excellent. know what I mean? So, hey, at the end Go of the day. Go to CDs, the whole nine. Oh, you don't even know about that, do you? <laughs> No, I, exactly. So oh, I don't you know. Guys, yes, you're you right, guys know, know your market. Rockstar and Monster are there for for a purpose, and and Muscle Milk. I mean, hopefully with the how you know there's going to be less Kawasaki involvement in Monster. Hey, it's just like this. Honda is involvement in the Red Bull team. They want these are the people that are paying the bills now. It's Red Bull and Rockstar. Exactly. And so you, when the chick race went on, Ashley, Ashley, she got mass coverage, and she got coverage because yep. she's. What's her sponsor? Hey. Red Bull. They're, they're doing the guys up front. Supercross. They have Dungy. When Tedesco's in the back of the pack, they don't talk about Valley. They don't. I mean, they're talking about. Okay. Do you hey. think Rock River got any exposure? X Games got 1.2 million viewers for primetime. The Olympics, uh, 25.2 million. The Olympics. I'm saying, Kenny, my whole point is. It's not curling. Curling, curling is not exploding. <laughs> Biathlon is not exploding. High jumping is not exploding. None of these sports are exploding. For, for two weeks a year, the nation is captivated by curling and these dumbass sports. They're captivated by it. And it's, we all get into I, it. I, I, it doesn't I don't increase, get into it. I've never okay, got into it. You it doesn't did. increase curling across the world. We each, have you started no, curling? They're not selling curling, though. But that's, that's not, not – but they're not – no one said that the team should be racing – X Games because it's going to make them sell twice as many dirt bikes. People are but saying the teams are funded by outside sponsors. Someone, what, someone okay, just said hadn't been punted onto the freestyle track, and let's say he ran second for a few laps, uh, which he could have because he would have started second, could have run second for at least a lap. Uh, that so, would have been, I'm sure, measurable exposure for Rockstar and Harding Huntington. Somebody, correct? somebody just said that that many people were going to go buy dirt bikes. Hey. You ever really? See that show politically incorrect. I'm just saying. Listen, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying its impact is ever, overrated. Do you ever think you're going to get a media pass to the S Games after this? I don't think anybody listens to this show. Yeah. Here, here's the other thing. You can't just look at the ratings of the race, because I'll tell you that that 1.2 really isn't it, – it's like uh, – well, I, I mean, there, there are Supercross races that are able to match that. The difference, though, is Josh Grant actually got on SportsCenter for winning that race. I'm, now I'm, think about that compared to any other race that these guys are in. I don't know. It, that's we, the that's how you got to extrapolate this all out. We're on we're on ABC. Uh, we're on CBS. Um, you know, I don't know the ratings for the supercrosses, but no, that's what I mean. I think rating to rating, race to race, 
you're, you're probably you're, they're probably close. Then why do they have outdoor nationals? Then you get Josh Grant on Sports Center. That makes a huge difference. I would. Apparently, they're record breaking numbers. Record breaking numbers. Yeah. Hey, I don't. I'm just saying. I'm not. If you're Josh Grant and Muscle Milk, this race paid off for you. If you're one of the other 16 dudes battling the sun and the dust on a dangerous track, maybe not so much. That's what I'm saying. So here's so here's what it comes down to for me. Here's here's what I'm trying to figure out. Okay. And I, I don't have the answer to this. All right. Steve. So is the industry missing the boat by not like the other sports do, getting behind it by open arms saying, Oh my we have a chance to be in the X Games. This is a chance for our sponsors, our sport, our athletes, our riders to get well, huge exposure. ESPN is giving us this platform. Let's help them make it as good as possible. Let's help them make the races as good as possible. Let's get the racers in there. Let's make this work. Listen, if, 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 if we can count six, six or seven teams that – let's say there was one team. Let's say James Stewart is the only guy to not show up at the X Games. I think you would look at that and be, hey, uh, Larry Brooks, that was a bad decision not to go to X Games uh, for your team. But we're at the point now – where we got a dude riding a bike that isn't even homologated. They're obviously yeah. filling the field with these back markers. There's enough top riders and teams not there yeah. to yeah. prove the point that I'm right. What if Ryan Dungey won? He wasn't there. No, and, and that's what I'm trying to figure out. Right. No, why, no, you don't need to figure it out. We why, got, I'm right. why has it become to the point where it is because not on the map it's, anymore? It's, anymore? it's poorly Should, run. Is this a missed opportunity? Or was it no. never a good opportunity in the first place? It's a great opportunity for exposure, as we just talked about, as Kenny just mentioned. But it's just poorly run. It's, you know, you got mistake after mistake as far as the, the uh, timing and scoring and the gate not dropping a couple years ago, the dust, the danger of it. It's, it's, it's becoming less and less of an event because these teams are going, you know what? We don't want to go. Now, Josh Grant, great decision. Awesome move for him. It paid off. He's on SportsCenter. He's on... Uh, on the X Games, he's got his militia guys throwing up goat horns. It's good for him. I, but I'm saying this thing has jumped the shark. I really believe that. Ultimately, how happy would have Target have been to have Ryan Dungey hold up his glove to the camera when he won? With well, apparently between not. what apparently not enough. Yeah. I mean, apparently not that happy, bro. Uh, apparently not, yeah. not enough. Right. And what I'm trying to figure out is that is that the smart move, or is it the uh, the insular? You know, we have our own little world, and we just stay within our own little world, and we're not thinking outside the box. What, what is the key there? Let me, Who's, ask, you, let me ask you this. That's what I'm trying to figure Kenny, out. I don't know the answer. Kenny, how does it pay for riders? How does it pay? Good. Yeah? Good. I know. Blows made money? I think Blows made 6500 bucks for. Really? Yeah. Okay. So, perfect. I'm happy for Blows. Maybe there's a reason for the riders to go. They, the dudes like Weston Pike and Blows, that's a lot of money. Come on, dude. Don't put those guys in the same category. I'm just throwing it, you know, maybe. I like Weston, too. No, and I know. You know what? Is better, but but it's, it's, what? This is like a battle that you're just like going nowhere with because the bottom line is there's only I got one people in the chat room saying I'm right. Oh, yeah. Who cares? I mean, they My always, brother thinks I'm right. Hey, at, at the end oh, of the day. And they never agree. Jordan, Jordan Supercross, there's only one rider that wins, and that's where the camera's on. So I, if, I would disagree. The top three get interviewed every, every okay, week. Okay, the top three, but what about the guy in fifth? What happens with. If well, what, okay. Well, this weekend, week? only one guy got interviewed at X Games. So what happened to the other guys? They got host. Okay, well, they, <laughs> they got hosed. Hey, let's but what I'm, what let's, I'm trying let's, to let's get at, what I'm trying to get at yeah. to answer Jason's yeah. question is that I I truly believe if they got it a little bit organized, a little bit better, yep. and got the right people in the right places, more teams would want to come because in the past it's been a cluster. 
Uh, hey, and by the way, uh, Regis texted me. He says he doesn't think uh, um, Paul, um, Paul uh, ta- Tabley. Tabley, he doesn't think he has anything to do with the Super X. He thinks it's the Snowcross people that ran it. Exactly. Okay, just for the record. So exactly. So you have, we you could guys, be wrong there. You guys know. have dudes running. They have dudes running uh, a, a Supercross race that yeah. do Snowcross. Can, and that's, like, that's like comparing. You're now you're siding with me. That's now you're comparing. On my side? No, no. I'm, I'm telling you, that's what this thing needs. That's like comparing curling and hockey. It's both played on ice. It's Supercross. My, my point with curling, Kenny, was that it's not a worldwide phenomenon from the ratings of the Olympics. Let's take the caller. All right. Pulp MX Show, you're on the air. Who's this? Yo, it's Reed again. Hey, Reed. Hey, buddy. Hey, I'm, I'm wrapped up in this conversation. Hey, I just want to one thing by you. And I don't mean to make a big argument or anything, but one thing I think Mathis maybe uh, it might be good for, like, Kenny's team and those other teams. Like I pointed out earlier, I picked up a business journal that maybe had been placed purposely at X Games. Oh, God. Here, here, come, here comes the numbers. About, here comes the numbers. Yeah, it said, yeah there's like 30 sponsors that were in X Games this year. So do you think ever. it was worth maybe someone like Kenny or one of the teams that took the trip out there, you know, one of these other companies, Gillette or Ford or anybody, sees that these other monster guys are getting this and go, huh, well, what about this team over here? You know what I mean? Regis, that's that exactly what I edu- said. That aren't as educated in our sport as right. we wish they were, but maybe see those guys and go, man, Boney, that guy got punted and, you know, or whatever, he was up there, yes. and maybe end up having a conversation with Kenny or Astafin or somebody, and then next year, you know, Hart and Huntington is sponsored by, well, Regis, you know, that's exactly what I was trying to get at, Astafin, and we are talking to an outside-the-box company that knows about well, X Games, that's in with X Games, and that's what I'm trying to get at. That's why I that's think, think the sport's missing the boat. I don't think that, I think you're right, Mathis, I don't think no one's going to go out and buy a motocross bike whoa, because whoa, whoa, it's not whoa, on X whoa. Games. I'm going to take off on that one. Mathis no, no, never, hold on. He's never no, hold on. Let me, let me finish what I'm I was going to say, no, though. Kenny, I don't think, that every, I don't think Mathis is wrong that 12 inner-city kids are going to go buy XR70s because, but they might go home and drink, you know, next time they go into 7-Eleven, they're going to want a monster maybe because what? Josh Hampton. Reed, why didn't Geico send, why didn't Geico tell Wyndham to go? Why didn't uh, Monster Energy send Chad Reed? Why didn't um Well, I can't speak for Geico or anything. I well, can't say that, these companies you know, I think that maybe... These maybe maybe Ziggy wanted more money to go. Maybe Geico's contract with them is just to go. Hey, well, we, if, we sponsored you for Supercross and Outdoors, and you know what? We're on our budget to send you to X Games. Hey, surely right Geico's a super smart company. They know the value of the X Games. Oh God, let's let's look at the TV numbers. Did they advertise? Did they buy commercial time during X Games? Maybe that's where they I don't. I don't believe so. Uh, just, All I know, I know is commercial Channel, time dude. for X Games is through the roof, and I can't remember who told me that. Well, of course it is, because it's mainstream sponsors like Taco Bell, Discovery Channel, Gillette, because... Okay, it, yes, so it, now if Anaheim 1 comes around and there's a team sponsored by Taco Bell, are you going to give credit to X Games? Because I believe, and this is going to start a whole shitstorm for you guys, that our sport started seeing outside industry sport sponsors after X Games started in the late 90s. Uh, I don't remember seeing that X- many outside industry sponsors before X Games. Reach, there was no Super Moto Supercross until 2007. So how did the 1999 X Games help our sport? No, I completely agree with Regis on that one. I completely Through agree with Regis. If you don't think that Travis Pastrana somehow made yeah. dirt biking all completely in general more popular which led to Listen, more help for I, everyone. I think, hold on, hold on, Mathis. I think, honestly, Red Bull, uh, Red Bull might be different because of Austria, but I think Target, they were, they were freestyle guys responsible for Dungey. I think our sport was kind of like, 
oh, wait a minute, there's this year-round? Let's check it out. Hey. After they saw freestyle at the X Games. Hey, I, I couldn't agree more. Out there. I couldn't agree more, man. I, I agree, agree is out this. there freaking killing it, and all of a sudden, what did you do before this? Oh, I raced motocross. What's, What's motocross? Hey. Well, here's the 12-round series. It worked out so... about the connection between seeing Fox T-shirts on every kid in the mall and Fox hats when Pastrana came out and hey, the next games for the first time. Brother Jason, do you agree with me on this point or not? No. No, I, I think the X Games is really, really important for a certain demographic. And like I just said, like Fox mm-hmm. didn't exist for anybody but hardcore motocrossers until Pastrana that, came. Kind of, hey, Mathis, here's, listen, a, good, here's listen, a great article. Got, I would love... I would, I'll even write it for you. Or No, you got to do it. No, you I, don't I, don't, have a I, I don't know how to write it. That's why I got to write it. But check this out. Let's go to the mall. I want to do this with you. Let's just go to the mall one time. I'll come to Vegas and hang out. Maybe Kenny can get me in the pool or something. You know, I got a tattoo. I'm cool. Yeah. And and check this out. Let's go to the local mall. Let's just do a study. Let's just ask people, hey, do you know who, you know, Josh Grant is or Chad Reed? I, I honestly think that we live in this little world of motocross because we live it and breathe it. But there's a whole other world out there that X Games exposes us to, and that's what Monster Milk that's what Monster, you know, Monster Energy, that's what Rockstar. I mean, how is Kyle Loza? Now, I don't want to take anything okay. away from the guy. The guy can't ride a dirt bike. Uh, Put him uh, on a motocross track, and he can't, he's not going to function. Reed, but he's making a living. Your, your apples to oranges. Freestyle, I see a point. Uh, I, I'm on your but side for freestyle. I, I, don't think, I think freestyle really, really opened up the box for our sport. I love and freestyle. And as much as I pain to say it. I got no problem with it, freestyle. I'm just saying it opened yes, up our sport into those extra and a good platform. Hey, hey, uh, Jason, uh, my yeah. bro- my brother Jason, yes, you're out of this conversation. I gotta go. You're not agreeing <laughs> with me. Okay, hey, right, hey, I hung hey, up on my brother. He's hey, not agreeing with hey, me. Hey, Reed, Listen, check it out. No, you could take Kerry Hart to the mall and Josh Grant to the mall. Oh God, and Kerry, you're gonna you say can't even, you can't even compare that. Why? He's an X game athlete. That's what he started on. But that's without that's Kerry, without without X games. Kerry Hart did racing and was not gonna. Uh, exactly. If Terry Hart stuck, stuck with racing, he would never hey, be nothing. If, if you could take Brian Deegan or Josh Grant, why can't come up? To why can't? Yeah. If the race is so good and so awesome, why was it not on ABC this year? What happened there? Hey, I don't. I don't think that uh, Mathis. I think that we are so in the sport that we are nitpicking the race to death because we lived the sport. But I don't think the masses thought that that sport was so terrible. Uh, yeah, I, you I know, agree. people leaving, people leaving, the people that seen it on TV, they well, don't know what dust is. They don't think of the ice. They don't think of the rider safety. They, you know, people on TV saw a great race, and they don't live the sport like we live it to nitpick it. That's that's I, the bottom line. We're we're in this little bubble that I, we, you know, I'm that not we know. disagreeing with you. I'm not. My only point in this whole conversation is, I am saying the X Games is overrated for what it does for our industry and my. Stats about the Olympics and my f- the fact that more and more top riders are choosing not to show up is proving my point. Uh, why wasn't the race on ABC, Wygant? So my question then is, my question then is, is this partially because our industry is choosing, ah, it's not, it's cheese ball, we're out of here, as opposed to, well, what can we do? We're getting this platform. We would have the opportunity to be on ABC. We can make this thing right and good, and instead... They're, they're not. Is anyone in the industry reaching their hand out to help? Well, to say, I, help, I, I, help I, us make this event better for us, so we can make it better for you, so we can use this platform. The I, other sports, I know, guarantee. You know are what doing I that. hope more than anything is Kenny. Next year, you guys get a huge sponsorship. They're working because on because of the brand you built. Through, I know you're working on it, but you're going to get that. Maybe you're going to get that sponsorship because you took the time to go to X Games, where those corporate sponsors no, they don't go to Supercross yet. 
I'm not saying nothing bad about Supercross. I think Feld and Supercross is awesome. I mean, I lived it. I, I bled for Supercross. But man, your, your I bike caught on I'm, fire I'm, for Supercross. Exactly, but I'm just bummed that our sport isn't. I see what you see, Mathis, and I get the frustration. And I think Weege and Kenny and everybody sees it. It's like, why doesn't our sport have this kind of money for these guys for one event? You know what I mean? And I think it's the outside industry money, and I, I honestly think that our, our sport is getting some of that leftover residual stuff from X Games. I would say that's, uh, that's easy to say, hard to prove. But, uh, I mean, I'm not saying it hurts it. I'm not saying the X Games should go away. It does nothing for us. I'm saying its impact is far, far overrated. That's, that's what I'm I mean, what, that's how your, do you explain the muscle a, milks? The, all the, all the, how do you explain the, the sudden explosion? Supercross has been around for no years, right? There sudden explosion. There was Coors Light in the 80s. There was Wrangler okay, in the 80s. Okay, that was one at a time. If you think, no. if you, think you, you said this on Twitter, too, Coors Light, I can't think of any sponsor. Wrangler, Coors Light. Surf, surf detergent. Now you can I mean, now you can name fifteen yeah, that are involved just this year. But just like anything, every sport has grown. You can't you can't use you can't conveniently say that since the X Games started Supercross in two thousand and seven that our sport well, of Supercross and motor. I'm not talking freestyle. No, 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 no. I'm, not, I'm saying no, that freestyle. You can't take freestyle out of that. You can't take freestyle yeah, out of that I'm equation saying, because okay. if you don't think that Travis Pastrana jumping his bike into the bay didn't have an impact completely on the sport in every way, shape, and form, even down to racing. You're crazy to think that he didn't have an impact on that. You, so you're honestly saying Steve, that you don't think that there's a chance. There's a, there probably there's a good chance there's zero connection between what Travis Pastrana and the X Games did in the early 2000s and the success of dirt bike racing. Now there's no connection because uh, no. it's freestyle and racing. I would agree no. with you. I would agree no. with you. Yes. Hey, you guys, he's not backing down. I would agree with you. Hey, Reed, we got to go. We got some calls on the line. Okay, yeah, I'll go. Sorry, my one my one thing ended up being 20 minutes late. <laughs> thank, yeah. thank you. Pulp MX Show. You're on the air. Who's this? It has been. Has been. Hey, He's back. Hey, guys. How you doing? Weech, you're doing a great job um, on, a, on a national. Unbelievable. That. Hey, <laughs> I, uh, same thing let's, I say about the change. nationals, buddy. People complain about, hey, why did they move the races to Saturday? Well, it gets yeah. a lot more TV, which results in a lot more sponsors. It results in a lot more riders having rides and being paid more, which I think every fan is pumped to see happen. So, that's what it takes. Perfect. Yeah. Right on. Tell me how that works. Just tell hey, me how hey, that works. Let's, yeah. uh, let's change, let's change uh, gears here before you guys get into an aneurysm. Um, I just brought up the MILF uh, population down at Loretta Lynn this, uh, this past week. Weez, uh, can you elaborate on that a little bit? It's phenomenal, man. I'll tell you what. It's probably that population is better than the, the SILFs, the singles. Yeah. It's you good, know what huh? I mean? Yeah. It's, it's actually better. I don't know what the deal is with that. Um, it's like the movie The Graduate or something. Everywhere uh, you turn. Let's uh, let's take a call here. Pulp MX Show, you're on the air. Who's this? Hey, what's up, man? It's Matt from Lawrence. Hey, what's up, Matt? How are you? Yeah, Matt. How you doing, hey. buddy? Do, doing Hey, uh, man, Steve, I agree with you on so many different things, but I think I think you're way wrong on this topic, man. The X Games are so much. If you me. talk to, like, somebody that doesn't know anything about motocross or racing, and you say, yeah, I ride dirt bikes, they're like, oh, you do, like, stuff on the X Games. They put it together. It just brings it yeah. to sport together. Like, People, you know, every, people that are, know a lot about the industry or, like, you guys work in the industry, you know, it's kind of like what uh, Reed was saying earlier. It's like a box. But people on the outside, they put it together, and, like, that's how they see it, you know, like, oh, dirt bikes, oh, X Games. They put it together, you know what I'm saying? And they say, oh, yeah, like that, like Travis Pastrana. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, yeah, dude. Yeah, well, people say and, that uh, to me. People go, oh, yeah, like Travis Pastrana. And I go, yeah, I do the same exact stuff as him. <laughs> I oh, no, no, obviously not like that. Yeah, that's why I said, yeah, I do double backflips and shit, yeah. 
with local tracks. But uh, no, man, I, I think it's great, man. Of course, all the energy drinks are coming in. I mean, that's I think a lot of exposure is from the X Games to pump everything up like that, and to get all the like all, the Supercross series is ran by Monster Energy, and it's just like I think the X Games, you know, incorporate that. Yeah, the racing was crappy, it was sketchy. It was on Thursday at five. The crowd sucked, but. I mean, I don't know. They need to put it on Saturday night, man, and get that thing under the lights or no, something. No, you can't. You can't put it on Saturday night because then it would be midnight East Coast time, and the race is built around the yeah. live TV audience, and that's the point we keep missing. It's built around what time yeah. is on TV. Hey, Reek, so what about, the what about fans. It's a lot different than what we're used to. Hey, what about when they do Anaheim Live? And it's, it's do what, at, what happens when they do Anaheim Live? It starts at 730. And they yeah, play and it's at one in the morning on the East, so you take half the country and pretty much eliminate them from watching it. Yeah, but they have this thing right. called TiVo now. All right, thanks, Matt. We got to go. I don't agree with you, hey. but thanks for listening. Matt, you rule. Yeah, don't worry about it. Stay up. Yep. You, Kenny says you rule. I say you suck. See ya. Oh. Bye. Pulp MX Show, you're on the air. Who's this? Hey, Weeds. Who pulls more chicks? Watson or uh, Malcolm McCassie? Uh, Watson all the way. Watson all the way. Thank, thanks, Hasman. And I don't, I don't, want, I don't even want to get into detail. Okay, let's, uh, let's. Uh, hey, you let's, seen let's, the, you seen the beauties I pulled at Washougal. I showed you the, the hottest chick in the world. Remember? Oh yes, man. Yes. If I wasn't married, man, we brought her over. Okay, Ooh. let's, uh, let's switch gears from X Games. We're going to agree to disagree. Wygant probably at some point we will room together. Uh, the last four nationals, we can argue some more well into the night. Um, let's get into Loretta's because I know we don't want to keep you too long. Loretta, yeah, you already question. have. Make how, it quick. How, did, how did Kevin Walker do? Kevin Walker won. Sweet. Uh, beat uh, Dubok. Beat, beat, beat Dubok. Straight up, straight up, beat Dubok. Dubok suffered no problems. Just yeah, up. they had the first moto, man, and it was about as good as it could get. And uh, Walker just stayed on his rear wheel for 18 of the 20 minutes, and then Dubok finally said that the heat and humidity got to him, and he waved them by. Wow. So, wow. so was it, was it hot there? I heard it was kind of hot there. Is that true? Oh, it's always hot, and somehow they actually broke records, meaning it's even hotter than usual. So that's gnarly. Wow, that's crazy. Um, 100 and 111, the heat index was on Wednesday. <laughs> uh, uh, Adam Cien Cirillo, some bad luck. Huh? A lot of DNFs and a lot of motor problems and crashes. Just not a good week. Yeah, but I'll tell you, man, his very first moto when he was on it, before that happened, mm -hmm. he he had corner speed like I don't think I've ever seen. Really? I, I mean, the corners, are, most of the turns there don't have berms. They don't have bull berms, and mm -hmm. there's two or three turns that do, so most of it's pretty flat. Right. You know, there'll be a rut eventually, but it depends on what time your moto is, if the track's been worked in or if it's pretty fresh. Besides, like, maybe Scott Parker on a dirt track, I can't imagine, <laughs> like, what he was doing in flat corners is absolutely mind-blowing how fast he was through the turns. And uh, that, that was it. Half of one moto, he got to show it off. Wow, bad week. Uh, what rider impressed you the most? Well, I would say Jason Anderson, but I don't think it's really a surprise. I mean, no. Anderson, he just got caught in the wrong shuffle. He was with KTM, um, and their whole program changed. As we all know, last year things were – if you were being – if you were riding for KTM at this time last year, Tommy Searle, for example, you didn't know what was going on, you know? Yeah. So he ended up kind of not having anything to springboard onto, and he had to stay amateur another year, and now he's hooked up with Bukali. Jason Anderson has – beaten Eli Tomac. I've seen him beat Eli Tomac at Loretta's, so I, I don't know if I should be shocked that he rode that well, but he, he was the most impressive rider, I thought. And also, and also, the girl that won the girls' class, Amanda Mayhew, and Mathis, I know you're huge on WMX. Big, big-time fan. Big. She rides and trains with, with Rhino and Jessica Patterson, and look out in a couple years, man. She's solid. 
Uh, ah, that's cool. Um, hey, I got yeah. a, I got a Twitter question to me, but I don't know these dudes, so I'm gonna pass it on to you. Who's gonna make a better pro rider, Treadle, Anderson, or Ardette? Who's gonna be a better pro guy? Yeah, I think Anderson is a little bit faster than those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, raw speed, man, the kid is good. He's compared to Tomac, he was always known as the faster but more wild one, mm-hmm. and which is weird now because that's kind of what Tomac's almost thought. <laughs> now it's a pro. Like apparently, if he gets the speed, look out. But can he deliver that every week? Um, but I think Anderson right now is just on a little bit higher level than the other guys. The other guys are good, solid, hard workers. But I think Anderson, what do they call it? Upside? Is that what they call it? Kenny's. I think they call it hops. Uh, Kenny, hops. Kenny's just shaking his head. I, I, I think that amateur thing is, is, a, is a big – I don't know how to put it, but I think it's bullshit. It's a big chanceability? A chanceability, yeah. I think yeah. that those Le- guys – I think those guys – lays on? There's just too many guys that is coming out uh, – it's coming – that's comes comes in out. <laughs> that's oh coming. Boy. That's good. Can you Bonix strikes again? I got Kenny Bonix coming, but no, really, guys that's come out of the amateur ranks, and I mean, there's tons of them. Like mm-hmm. you could go back to the day of Jerry Dostal, Suzuki guy, was supposed to set the world on fire. Shane Best, guys like yeah. that. You know, Billy Payne, another guy that was just on fire. But let me finish. Okay. Let me finish, Sorry. and I'm going to throw this name at you because okay. you know I got to talk about him at least once a show. The Niner. Ivan Tedesco never won an amateur champion at Loretta's. Was right. never top three. McGrath only won a C class. Exactly. So yeah. Shorty you, won one title. Exactly. You, All you that go stuff. There. Brayton was nowhere near the front. Yeah. There's 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 a lot of stuff that that can happen by the time when you're there. To, to when the, you turn to, pro. Exactly. I mean, so you you could go off a, a raw talent and say, yeah, this kid has the tools. But a lot of those guys don't take those tools out of their toolbox and go put them in their snap-on, roll-on box out of the craftsman box. Good. Yeah, that's wow. why you got to use the term upside. There's no doubt. There's the potential. The upside potential is, is there, but... But I will say this. 50-50 seems to be the chances of it. Are you going to argue with it. me again today, Steve? I will this, say this, this whole Kenny, show you've been arguing with I will me. say this, Kenny. You're absolutely right with those names you were throwing out. But in the last five years, amateur championships have shown that you can be a top, top racer. In the, you know, Button got 11th in his first national. Bradshaw got 4th and blew everybody away. Well, Kennard, Dungey, these guys are coming right, Tomac, they're coming right out of Loretta's, and it's shown that they can run at the front. Only, I in, mean, what about, only in the recent years, though. Only in recent years. Okay. Why, Gant, would you agree with me? Yeah, and that's because their programs, Tim Ferry, what was he doing? Drinking no. a Mountain Dew and having a pepperoni yeah. pizza between motos? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. But Trey what program as an amateur was identical to what he had as a pro. There was no, uh-oh, right. now I know what it's all about. So what about, what about, these guys are coming in a lot more prepared. What, how did the 17 guy do? 17 guy. Barsha. Barsha. How very did he, good. Very good. He won championships? Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't, yeah. I didn't, I don't and, know. Uh, but then again, a guy like Sean Hackley or P.J. Larson, it hasn't worked out. So it's not always not yeah. always percent. I think if you watch it very closely, though, there's less surprise than that. Um, I would say that Hackley was never quite at the level of Barsha or Tomac, yep. and that's the way it's kind of worked out. In the pros, right. um, I, I, I think there should be more parents pointing at the number nine than any other rider out there because there's your proof that uh, stay with he, it, stay with it. You don't have to win every race when you're 12 years old. Kenny just uh, just and, and, he, and his credentials that he has right now are probably I would say the top three in people yeah. racing right now. Yeah. Credentials that he has that he well, can now that put Timmy's up. retired. Yeah, yeah. I mean, donations three times. Right. Yep. 
an outdoor championships, two times su- two lights, times. Yeah. lights. We're, we're mean, well aware. I said the problem, the thing that the thing that worries me a little bit is, at this point down there at that race, there is no one that comes out of the woodwork. There are no kids that are going to even be in the top ten that are just kids that right. ride with their dad sometimes. They showed up at Loretta's and they got speed. Everybody is riding year-round at an MTF-type facility. Even the ones who win for the first time, I'm like, wow, breakthrough for him. Well, yeah, but he's been at MTF for the last two years. And I'm like, and he only won now? Yeah, but that's yeah. what it takes. That's yeah, you a know, weird you know, deal. You know, and that definitely wasn't the case 10 years ago. In 10 years, are we going to find a whole bunch of homeschooled kids looking on the outside wondering what the hell they're going to do with their life? Making 50 grand a year if they get a contract? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. well the, this, that's, the, the weird, that's the experiment we haven't seen. So what happens when you take it that seriously at 12? When you're 22, are you over it? Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I think you wrote a column I, about, about Josh Hill on this, didn't you, I get? That was uh, Toxic did that. Oh, yeah. Well, Toxic. Two great writers. I well, look at, look yeah. at, I mean, yeah. you could go back into the archives, you could look at Bradshaw. That's a perfect example. I mean, with your, true. With true. your podcast, Steve, you, yeah. he talked about how he got, he was so young and he was, you know. First time was, he got hurt, he had time off. He was like, oh, my God, this is awesome. Yeah, I could put yeah. it into this kind of stuff. I, I just got done reading this book about. You read a book. What? Yes. No. Yeah. You read uh, audiobook? No. no, it was an audiobook. No, it was a regular oh, okay. book. And it was about. Uh, Dr. The base- Seuss. It was Dr. Seuss and the Cat in the Hat. Yeah. <laughs> it was about the baseball player. Um, the, the baseball player? The baseball player. <laughs> oh, have you read the one like it? Yeah, you really have read you the book. It? Really, it's about, yeah. it's about you know, <laughs> Hamilton, the baseball player. Josh on, Hamilton. On the Texas Rangers. And he was like. I believe he's now in Cincinnati, isn't he? Or did he go from Cincinnati to Texas? No, he went f- from the Devil Rays. What happened was this kid. No, he's grew, in Cincinnati now, I don't. Dude, don't Is even talk to me. Rangers? That's like. Dude, just let me finish my story. You don't know what the hell you're talking about. He. Was born and raised, yeah. breeded for number baseball. Number one pick. Number one pick right out of school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Baseball, family, hammer, hammer, hammer. Leaves home, 17 years old, gets drafted, goes down to Florida, gets hurt, has to get some rehab on his shoulder, ends up, decides he wants to go get some tattoos, goes to the tattoo shop. They tattoo him. He, he's like, I felt at home. I never felt this atmosphere. They take him out at 17 or 18 years old, get him into a strip bar, drinks beer for the first time, and says, this is it. He does cocaine for the first time. And this whole world snowballs. Like okay. you, Kenny. A lot like you. Wait, yeah. High but school baseball player. Daily. Daily. So to make, to, to, to make a long story short, yes. like I like to do, he turned his whole deal around when he was like 23. Yeah, we, but he was saying he was he's, never, yeah. he's never, yeah, he was homeless. He never knew what there was going on outside of baseball. Right. For what I'm trying to get at is racing. A lot of these kids, I'll use my good friend Billy Payne, for example. He was born in red born and bred to race motorcycles his whole life. Soon as he got out on his own and started hanging out with people that didn't race, going to parties, you know, I would say 85% of the kids that race didn't even go to their senior prom, didn't walk across that stage, you know. Right. So those guys, they're missing out on life. But when they get injured, a perfect example right now, I think who's going through it is Austin Stroop. He's had a lot didn't of – Didn't he already go through it, though, a couple years ago? Well, he's going to go through it again. He's going through it again. <laughs> so I think I think a lot of parents need to let these kids race motorcycles, but don't push it down their throat right. and let them li- see the other side and go, hey, you see your friend over there, Johnny? Johnny, is, is he's a normal kid. He goes to school. He comes home. He might smoke pot on the weekends. <coughs> he's going to go to college, and he's going to go get a job. Right. If you want I, think, I think one of the telling things here is Kenny, as much credit as – we have to give him, actually does run a team. So you're going to sign riders at some point. You will sign some riders. 
And you even said that I've you don't even that. know, like, how these dudes did, like, as amateurs. Like, you have no idea. Did Barsha even win a lot of races? Like, you didn't even know that, right? <coughs> exactly, because I never really, because I, I, he, he wouldn't be the type of rider I would go after. And I was, never, oh. I was never in that situation where I had to go to Loretta because I was never doing a lights program where I wanted to get that up-and-coming lights guy. Right. So, but my point is that so much weight is on winning one of these races at age 12 and then someone like you who's actually hiring people, like Chris Blows, almost didn't even have an amateur career at all. Like, he didn't even go to those races for the most part. Exactly. But that meant nothing to you. That meant nothing to you, yeah, right? I mean, for instance, yeah, Matt Bonnie. I guess he had a, a really good... Yeah, he was pretty pretty good, yeah. And Completely I, different than Blows. He, he told me, oh, yeah, I won. I go, oh, really, you did? You won? Oh, yeah, I did this, this, Didn't even know. Yeah, I didn't was even like... Know. Okay. Yeah, that's that's uh, read Twitter to AC Adam C. Cirillo. Kid, don't worry. In five years, is no one's going to care. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Most of the stories I tell from Loretta's about this dude racing this dude, most people are like, really? And I thought this was like common. Like everybody knows Alessi and Villapoto battled. Right. But that's about it. That's about it. Most people don't even know, and it's so weird because it's so much on the line. Yeah. I mean, to find could, out that down the road, no one even remembers or even knew. Yeah. I, I could tell you a couple stories when I went to Loretta's. And it wasn't even about racing. It was about my having my friend Jack Cox streak through the pits. It was about me hanging out, playing pool, and, right. and playing air hockey, and, and having a good time. I, I, and that needs to be at Kenny's Corner, just Loretta Lynn. That, I, that I, can't even, I, I can't even remember who won the pro class. And I went there with this kid named Billy right. Feltz. That I remember for Team Green. Uh, when I was there, Jessamine and Dostal went at it. But uh, hey, there you uh, go. Uh, Robbie Renard won. Did he win his class? Yeah, man, he looked... I don't know. I guess that's just his riding style, but he looked, I watch him ride there, and I'm like, oh, man, he, he, should, he could go to Unadilla next week and win. That's how good he looks when he's riding. <laughs> so and apparently that wouldn't happen, but yeah. it sure looks that way. What class did he ride? Plus 25? Yeah, he dominated plus 25, and he rode the A class and did his typical, you know, started about 20th, um, and he got to fourth or third, got a podium in one moto in the A class against the fastest kids. But to watch him ride, right. man, he looks good. <laughs> He, he, he looks look like, like he's, he's lost some weight, too. I saw a photo of him. He looks like he's riding on a track that doesn't have bumps. I don't know how he does that. <laughs> he's so smooth, that guy. Yeah. So smooth. Yeah. yeah, he's ridiculous. Um, it, was, it was awesome. Well, hey, Wygant, thank you for coming on the show, man. We've got to move along. We've got Jason Baker coming on about X Games Supercross. We're going to rip into him some more. And it uh, should be fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I did talk to Baker, actually, when they were yeah. building the Speed and Style course. And um, mm-hmm. he was saying that the time of day that they race, there's really not much they can do. So... Yeah, that's, you know it's crazy. That's their story. I don't know. That when we were doing our first practice, he was over at Staples Center building speed and style, and the guy that was supposed to fix the track, if anything was wrong, could, it wasn't even there. Ooh, this is going to be quite a phone call then. Yes, it's going to be awesome. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, hey, thank you for coming on. We'll see you this weekend at Unadilla, right? Yeah, yeah, no problem. And once again, the, uh, just like I said on the podcast with JT and I, the first person that says I do too much and need to start saying no to free projects is Mathis. And once again, here I am doing a project for you. So, <laughs> luckily, I, once I again, you're lucky I don't take your own advice. I meant everything but my stuff. Oh, right, right. I keep forgetting. Hey, Wagon, I'll see you. I'll see you at a Southwick, bud. Media Darling. Southwick. Yep, Media Darling will be there. I'm gonna. Have well, this is interesting because you know who said he wanted to come to Southwick to co-host the show. Oh, pick it. JT. Pick JT. It. So we can have a battle on our hands. Oh uh, well, talk to. I'll talk to Rockstar. I'll tell them that I'm going. And, uh, this would be interesting. They're, oh, they're, Kenny, they're Kenny. a title sponsor of the event, and Kenny. you know they wanted me to go, and they're trying to raise money for me to do the rest. Kenny so. claims the rock star guy was all about him on the on the on the Racer X show. No, no, it's true. It's true. I even saw emails. They were very they were very excited about the possibilities. Were they excited about the possibilities of Kenny, or just the fact he had a giant rock star hat and uh, star on his? Shirt? I didn't have a hat. Yeah, on. their vision might have been clouded. There's right, no doubt. Right. 
I, I thought, I'm going to dress up like a giant can of Rockstar next time I go. Um, I'm just saying, Mathis, you might not have this guy for long. I mean, he might just oh, helicopter right I'm out of there. I'm, I'm just saying. To, I'm trying to hold on up. to him. I'm trying to hold on to him. <laughs> and you're a smart ass. Too. Hey, I wrote him a check for this show like uh, oh, speak, four months ago. And speaking of that, I, at, uh, when I went out this weekend, I left it in my pants and I washed my wallet and the check. Oh. Yeah, and he's never cashed it. He never cashed it. It doesn't even matter to a guy like this. No, it doesn't care. He's a baller. It's a $6,000 yeah, check. Of course I need to cash it. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I should come on more often, man. Yeah, you should. All right, thanks, Weege. All right, see you guys. See Later, you. Bye. Later. And with that, uh, we're going to take our first commercial break, and we're going to come back with uh, Jason Baker of uh, Dream Dream Tracks. Yeah, Jason! See you in a little bit. Thank you for listening to the Pulp MX Show. goggles are the result of over 25 years of experience in the eyewear business and the product has been race proven at the highest levels for 2010 x brand has michael essie moto concepts yamaha josh strang and many others wearing the gox and gox liquid performance eyewear X-Brand goggles are exclusively distributed by MTA. Check out our complete line of goggles at your local dealer or at the xbrand.com Hey, Kenny, right now I want to talk about one of the sponsors, uh, the new sponsors of the Pulp MX show, a guy who's come on board recently. That would be the Racer's Edge, uh, otherwise on the web as TREMX.com, a uh, Simi Valley mail-order powerhouse. And uh, you actually go back with these guys. Yeah, we go back a long ways. These are the original Racer's Edge. I mean, I go over the all over the country, and I've seen the Racer's Edge on you know people's box trucks and other stores. But this is the one and only Racer's Edge. Um, throughout the years, they've helped out riders like Kyle Lewis, Brian Deegan, Brian Swing, Billy Payne, Paul Curry. Tyler Evans, Casey Johnson, Scott Cheek, Phil Lawrence, Mike and Jeff Alessi, Kerry Hart, Ronnie Feist, Sink Mars, wow. Timmy Wiegan, and the list goes on. And the cool thing is, all it takes is a phone call or email, order something, and you're on their team. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. You had a small Simi Valley powerhouse shop that uh, stepped up and helped us out. And uh, you can check them out at TREMX.com. Remember, anything over 100 bucks is free shipping. So uh, keep that in mind as well. It's your one-stop moto shop for everything that you need. And if you pulp, if you type in Pulp MX Show, all caps, you will get an extra discount on your order, Kenny. Wow, that's huge. That's huge. Well, hit them up. These guys will take care of you. And when they say it's going to be there, it's there. No BS. There you go. Right from Kenny Watson. Support them. TREMX.com. Pulp MX, 
live from Las Vegas. Uh, thank you for listening. Hopefully you're still in there. Hopefully it's not too much X Games talk for everybody. That's Kenny? what the show's about. Man. I did say that. And you know what? My favorite part of the show is listening to New Order once a week. Yeah, you like that? I, I can make you that disc if you want. I'd love New Hey, Order. quickly, let's get uh, Jason Baker on, the track designer, developer at X Games, and uh, we'll get his take on things. He asked to be on tonight after seeing the press release. I suppose he wants to come on and maybe defend himself for some of the conditions. Hope he talks shit to me. I like. I like Kenny, you did make a farting noise earlier when you were talking about the track, so hopefully you stand by that farting noise. <laughs> like that right there. Hello? Jason Baker. What's going on? Hey, you're live on the air on the Pulp Mech Show. I'm Steve Mathis, and uh, with me is uh, Kenny Watson. Sweet. Hey, I got a bone to pick with you right out of the gate. Wow, right out of the gate. Watson's right out coming of the gate. in. I had this kid that rides for me, Matt Bonney. Yeah. Dude shows up at Anaheim 1 and takes your sticker and puts it right over the name of the race team, Hart and Huntington. And he goes, hey, you said I could have a sticker on my helmet. I go, dude, you can, but you can't cover up the name of the team. He goes, well, that was part of my deal when, when I got my track built. And I'm like, well, let's figure it out, man. But you can't slap it over top of the Hart and Huntington. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I honestly, uh, I have to uh, bow out on that. I, I had nothing to do with sticker placement. Uh, <laughs> so I, I, that's that's the bone to pick with him there. So uh, I always got one to pick hey, with him. Hey, uh, Jason, so. I've known you for a while. You're a good dude. And uh, thank you for coming on to talk about X Games. You are the track designer, developer, builder, right, for the uh, for the X Games? Uh, yeah, let me actually clear that up. I, I'm subcontracted through uh, DHI, which is Dane Heron. And a really good buddy of mine, been working with him for the past couple of years, so okay. not to step on any toes and, and go over any heads. But actually, right. Dane obviously has an a awesome resume with you know his, his Red Bull X Fighters, X Games, uh, Do Action Sports Tour, and the list, go, <clears throat> excuse me, list goes on. Um, my side of it, he's, he's more, I guess, I guess the freestyle, uh, mm-hmm. that realm. Yep. For me, I have more of a, a racing background. So um, my, my job, I guess, so to speak, is to design the, the motocross and uh, help out on the speed and style course because that's the two kind of moto-oriented mm-hmm. events, and then I'm there to help build the, uh, you know, the freestyle. All right, before, so. we get too, before we get too far into this, who are some of the guys that you work with right now as far as building tracks? Uh, you probably heard of them before. Uh, <laughs> James Stewart, uh, Chad Reed, Villapoto. I worked for uh, your boy who uh, bowed out this year gracefully, Timmy. Uh, he's actually how I got my start in uh, building tracks, and I, I learned a lot from Timmy through the years. Um, he's the first pro that I actually ever worked for. So um, I, I've, you know, working with those guys, I've done the. Uh, the Super X series down in Australia the past two years, and I'm actually getting ready to leave for that next month, uh, designing and building all those courses again for for that. So um, I've uh, I've been doing it since 2003, so I, I would say I, I I wouldn't be a newbie, so to speak. I, I think I've uh, built a, a fair resume, so to speak. Right, right. And uh, how much how much do you have to do with the design of the track? You know, there was a uh... More than a few complaints about it from riders as far as the downhill start, the uh, throwing you right into that uh, that awesome gnarly triple as well. Blows, uh, Kenny's rider got pushed off of that. How much is of that do you have a say? I, I, I would say I have a, a fair say, but at the end of the day, you know, because of, 
you know, TV, and it's not to throw anyone under the bus. Um, you know, the, the big stuff and how that's incorporated, um, they kind of, this year, me and Dane, we actually had to design three separate courses for, for this year's event. It mm-hmm. started out with the, obviously you saw the mega ramp right up the middle of, you know, the stadium floor. Right. That was actually supposed to be on the peristyle side, so we designed a course for that. Then they take it and put it on a 45 because, hey, the sun's going to be in the guy's eyes just like it was, you know, right. in, in the rider's eyes. So like you guys already said earlier in the show, you know, someone's going to suffer for it. So we designed it for that, and then once I decided, no, that's probably not going to be the best idea, like literally three weeks, me and Dane were in Russia uh, for Red Bull X Fighters, working all day and doing course design at night, you know, to get this thing ready because they flipped it on us again. So um, it was, it, I, I had a lot of say in it, but, there, you know, there's, there's certain things you have to understand. It's not like I can just design a course uh, strictly for the guys, you know. Mm-hmm. We've got adaptive out there. Uh, we got women's out there. Um, you know, there, there's all these separate, you know, principles that are involved with this. And at the end of the day, man, you you just you you gotta you you're taken from one and given to another, and it's it's tough. It really is. And then in all of that, you know, you got a, a mega ramp right up the middle with you know cranes, and you know you can't water during this time of the day because the mist can't get on the ramp or the dust or the. It's just. Mm-hmm. I think there was a lot of things behind the scenes, unfortunately, um, leading up to it that that were just you know they weren't seen. You know, um, you know, perfect example. I worked till five in the morning, the day of the event. Went home for three and a half, or not home to the hotel for three and a half hours. Came back, worked the event, and from that from that morning, worked thirty nine hours straight because immediately after the event. We had to tear it down and turn it into rally, you know. Right. And, and when we left that morning, you couldn't walk to the top of a three-footer, let alone the freestyle landings, because it was so saturated. Throw in 95-degree temperatures, 15-mile-an-hour wind, 5 o'clock, right. 5 o'clock TV show start time. They were riding on it from 3.30. Mm-hmm. And it's just like <laughs> I, w- I would love to have the formula because I think I could uh, sell it and be overnight millionaire. I don't know how you water accordingly. Right, right. Kenny, uh, what were some of the stuff you heard as far as uh, the track and design and, and, you know, all that? I mean, obviously, uh, Jason's went on about, you know, the reasons behind the dust and such, but what other stuff can you add? Uh, You know, I just, you know, I think the dust was the biggest issue, and I think it wasn't – I mean, like you just said, I think it was out of your guys' hands. Um, But I just thought it was, was, you know – it was dangerous. Those guys, I mean, the top three guys were cool, but the first five or six laps, I mean, with the sun and the dust, you couldn't even, you couldn't see. I mean, and those guys were hucking that thing, you know. And then my other issue was that, that those two lanes you had going up the peristyle, I mean, dude, th- dude people were cheating in time, in time practice in qualifying, and they did nothing about it. And I know that's not your guys' deal. If you guys could have put, a, like, a, maybe a hydro barrier or something where that you couldn't cut across. I mean, dude, people – I watched Jason Lawrence kick the hay bale out of the way and then come by there, and he was the first one to do it. And then they would move the hay bale back, and he kept moving it. 
I mean, I know that's not the design, the, the track design, but I know you guys have your hands tied with what you guys have. But uh, I just think, you know, if they're going to do an event like that, it, it needed to be, you know, thought through and not have them change it on you a million times. I mean, that's just the way X Games is, though. You know, it's for TV. It's, you know, I, I could just imagine dealing with those guys how it works. And they could, they could give a rat's ass about what the athletes say. They just want to make sure they have a good TV. Yeah, program. how much how much do uh, what the riders say, Jason? Have like when they come up to you and talk to you about the track, how much can you change? How much can you do? Are you are you are you sort of handcuffed? I I think with the time constraints that we had this year, let me just quickly put this in perspective. We had twenty thousand yards of dirt put into this floor and six days to do it. So basically, we had enough dirt to build four supercross tracks, and we had six days to do it. And that's, you know, moving around all the stuff or whatever. We made it happen. We had an awesome crew or whatever. But once we get to that point, it's not just like, you know, hey, build this thing and then work on it. You know, Kenny, you already hit on the fact that, you know, I actually wasn't even able to be there for that practice. I kind of saw things get going, made sure, you know, there wasn't anything you know, big kickers or anything gnarly that was, you know, going to be detrimental to the rider's safety. And I had to get out of there and get over to uh, Staples Center. And, you know, because I kind of had to head up that build as well, um, you know, between me and Dane, you know, sharing positions, uh, the, the, the Staples Center deal, you know, speed and style, that's another one of my disciplines that I'm in, involved in. So it's like I can't really – there's not. There's only so much we could do. I got back to the stadium after you know being at Staples Center. Talked to the guys. Hey, you know what's what's the deal? We obviously had to change a couple things after the whoop section for the uh, um, you know the, the the guys with with the uh, disabilities and stuff like that. We had to knock the whoops down a little bit, make it a little bit more mellow for the for the chicks. Uh, just a couple other safety issues, but. Beyond that, you know, there, there's really there's not a whole lot we can do due to time unless it is a safety issue at that oh, yeah. point because they have cameras set up, you know, they have all these things set up, and it's like, you know, a lot of our track, it, if, if we don't build the track as to how we put it on the map, it's like, hey, why'd you guys do that? You just messed up our whole cam- camera angle. Right, right. Yeah, it's, it's a little unfortunate. I will say this, the, uh, the X Games Supercross track always offers – like a pretty good surprise, like a big jumps, lots of dirt, like you said, Jason, and uh, I admire that. I, I, I believe the Supercross guys, one of the biggest problems we have is the lack of dirt over the years uh, to build these Supercross tracks in the stadiums. Is it just me, Jason, or does it seem like Dirtworks is working with less dirt since over the years? Oh, I, I, absolutely. I mean, right. um, are, you, are you saying, like, are they working with less dirt than they used to, or are they working with um, less dirt than us? Uh, no, I know. Yeah, than they used to back in the day. I mean, they just seem to be getting smaller and smaller. I know dirt is probably pretty expensive, but I think X Games is showing what you can do when you bring in massive amounts of dirt. Yeah, you know that's yeah perfect example. Look at some of those. You know, like that on-off section we had. You know, had eight-foot tabletop up there. That was you kind of ascended up to it and then off of it, and you know, tripled into the corner to the mm-hmm. to the switchback section there. The big triples. Um, you know, that, that, that kind of stuff takes a lot of dirt. I think uh, I, a lot of the distances that I use there, too, g- granted, yeah, it was dusty. 
I, I hated that it was. Once it gets to that point of being dusty, You've you put water it, on right? it being yeah. that blue groove, right. you just create an ice skating rink. So you're damned if you do, damned if you don't there. Beyond that fact, though, as far as the danger of it, um, I mean, you guys have already, you've already said you didn't have the top riders in the world, but we didn't have people getting carted off every moto either. You know, the girls, Jessica Patterson took a, a gnarly digger, but I was, I was standing right there. I kind of saw what happened. I mean, she just she landed and went for it, and she probably shouldn't have, and totally shot off the jump. You know, mm -hmm. that's a racer's mentality, though. I'm going for it. I respect her for that. Should she have probably let off? More than likely, I think she, if she had to do it again, she, she, you know, she, she's a racer. She would have gone for it. But anyway, I guess what I'm, what I'm trying to get at is, is the fact that, you know, every, everything we do out there is to make the track the best that we can um, and make it bigger, better, all that kind of stuff. Uh, Rich Winkler and his crew, I, I, I almost think they've got kind of stuck in the, the rut, so to speak. That's exactly you what know, I, Kenny I don't said that a few weeks. Did you say that? Didn't you say that, Kenny? Of course I did. Who else would say it? The guy sitting next to me? <laughs> Easy, bro. Did you hurt yourself from patting yourself on the back? Uh, no, continue on. Yeah, Kenny, Kenny said a few weeks ago that he thought Dirtworks guys were, uh, were getting a little too comfortable, maybe, with their contract or whatever they got going on. Do you know what those dudes make a race? I, I honestly don't, man. <laughs> it, it'd blow your wig back, bro. Uh, yeah, I, I, I imagine it would, and and I, you know, I'm not here to throw mud, guys. I, I you know, I, as far as well, I am. Guys, well, I'm I here to say throw rocks and mud. <laughs> what they do or don't, you know, but I know what I've tried to do with the stuff that I'm involved in. Mm -hmm. You know, like I told you, Chad's deal. Um, you know, Chad's been openly expressive about you know his series and the safety of the tracks and stuff like that. I feel like. You know, every every weekend I made it a, a issue to go meet with Chad and do a track walk on on Friday. Like, hey, let's look at this thing. What do we need to do here? You know, and hey, tweak that a little bit. Let's do this so some riders can go over and some riders can go on. Or you know, that it's that kind of stuff. Right. I don't have to get stuck into the twenty four foot peak to peak rhythm section or you know like the the two foot whoops or you know the, all that kind of deal. So I'm. I have a freedom to do that, and, you know, I don't know what has been implemented to Dirtworks to say this is how you need to build a track, right. but I just see, you, you guys know as well as I do, the four-stroke has changed the, the whole dimension of motocross, and, you know, what used to be good, when you used to have a little berm out there, everyone would go out there to maintain momentum. Well, you don't have to do that anymore, you know, so you have to you know, change the track accordingly. You can go inside and still double and triple through the rhythm section. It's just, you know, there's, there's so many things involved with it, and, I, and I, can't, I can't speak for them, but I don't see, I've seen changes with the bike, I've seen changes with the riders and the, and the level that they're riding at, mm -hmm. but, yes, I, I don't really see the, the change in the track, so to speak. No, there's definitely, I think, and, again, I'm not putting words in your mouth, but I think that uh, there's been a lot of frustration lately with the riders and teams about the tracks. Just uh, lack of creativity, yeah, lack but of dirt. Yeah, but the bottom line is mm -hmm. with, with, uh, with Dirtworks, what? Tell they me, will change the track if, if when the riders go to Gallagher. Mm -hmm. But Gallagher has the final say. and he. I, I would say Prater or Gendro has the final say. They're running things. 
Yeah, but we're, they're not around when it's time to get the track done. And that's mm -hmm. why I've always told the riders when they're just bitching and moaning about the track, I go, if it's that gnarly of a deal for you, all you guys don't ride. And opening ceremonies go, we're not going out there until that's fixed. Right. They did it at Daytona when they didn't have dirt works when the bomber went out and fixed it. Right. And that's what happened. Everyone came together and said, we want this fixed. Those guys aren't going out. And what happened? You had Roger, Kehoe, all the, all the Fisher, all the, right. all the main right. team manager. Me going out there and saying, hey, Matt Bonnie, and Chris Blows aren't <laughs> racing unless you fix that. They're going to go, well, go get a hot dog and watch it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, hey, uh, Jason, is it just uh, talking about the lack of dirt? And, I mean, I know it's a liability to, to, to build bowl turns now and to go to the outside edges of the stadium. In your opinion, and, again, don't, you know, I'm not, you don't need to trash anybody. In your opinion, is it a cost measure or is it a simply a lack of time? Why don't they use more dirt in Supercross? I, I'd absolutely have to think it would be a cost measure. Um, I know trucking in itself, uh, I, I guess I'm, <laughs> I'm, I kind of have an inside to that. My dad owned a trucking company for years, so I understand the cost of trucking and fuel. Mm -hmm. I mean, we all, we've all been burdened by that. You know, we, we know as it goes down the line. So, yeah, I'm sure over the years dirt has definitely gone up. But, I mean, let's face it, you know, what we've just been, you know, you guys have been talking about, you know, we have new industry, you know, marketing and, and industry sponsors. It's like, to me, there's, there's probably as much money in there as there probably ever has been. So, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, the dirt's going to increase. But, I mean, to me, I think that the money has increased. I know the tickets have. I mean, I have ticket stubs from going to the Supercross and Tampa Supercross in 89 for, like, you know, $15, you know, and now it's, like, right. $59. So, um, anyway. I, hey, you want to know something it, crazy? The purse is the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's. Uh, actually, actually I, I did a comparison. It's quite. Jumped up quite a bit since 1991. How mm. much? How much? 120 percent in since 1991. In 19 years, it's jumped 120 percent. Is that good with the economy? Yeah, I think it doubles doubles the rate of inflation. Okay, I'm an idiot then. I'm just saying. I, I actually <laughs> looked into this myself. I was surprised, to be honest, that it went up that much. But Dude, why anyways, do you freaking debate me on anything I say? I don't debate you on anything you say, <laughs> Kenny. <laughs> I'm on your side, Kenny. We're partners. We're buddies. We're not buddies. We're not buddies. We're colleagues. Sorry, colleagues. Um, but Jason, hey, we got it. We got to run, man. We we we've been on for a long time. Uh, thank you for for coming on. And but tell everybody where they can hit you up to uh, if they need a track built. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, check it out. It's it's Dream Tracks. Tracks is with two X's. So uh, DreamTracks.com, and you can go on there, look at some of the work that I've done, and and. Uh, Link link right to my email. Shoot me an email, and uh, I'd be more than happy to to hook you guys up. Any anyone that's that's looking for a track or whatever. Uh -huh. And and I, and guys, I I just want to say to you, you know, thanks for the constructive criticism. I mean, I don't take it, you know, right. on the chin or anything like that. I just you know take it and I try to learn from it. Everything I do. I mean, I, I don't. At the end of the day, those guys are my buddies out there. I, I used to race, you know. It's not like I'm just some operator from, you know, the middle of nowhere. I used to race. That's how I got into this. They're my buddies. I don't want to see anybody hurt. I hated the dust as, as much as anybody else out there. Right. Um, you know, the, the safety of the course and, and that kind of stuff. Like I said, I, I feel the jumps and the safety of it. I didn't really see anything gnarly that was kicking people or causing crashes. I think the, the course itself... The breakdown of the course, you know, the hard, the slick, the dust, right. 
yeah. the sun, the, those are the things. And, and, you know, I just have to chalk it up as, look, I did, not I, it's not, it was a total team effort, you know, me and Dane and the whole crew. We did everything we could, and I just have to chalk it up as, look, let's start this thing. You know, they started speed and style at 745. Why can't we start, have a 7 o'clock start time? You know, they did it with Super Rally. The rally race was horrible, Dusty. They laid down water. The sun went down. Super Rally went off without a hitch. There wasn't dust blowing anywhere. Oh, besides so. everybody's cars breaking down, yeah. Besides, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. As far as the track so, Anyway, I've took enough of you guys' time. I just want to say thank you very hey, much. Jason, uh, I respect bef- both of you guys a yeah, lot. Yeah, thank you. And, uh, hey, Jason, are you doing Reed's Supercross Series again this year? Yeah, he just said he was going down there next month. Oh, you did? Yeah. yeah yep. Heading, heading down for hey, that again this to, year. So, try to, get, uh, try to get me on the crew. Just got all the tracks finalized. Try to get me on the crew. Like, I'll shovel some dirt. Or no, if you need a roller to roll some, the track with, some, you can just yeah, whatever. this down. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm looking for a fourth guy right now. So. That's me. That's, I'm yeah, in. I got I got, I got an open spot. I'm in. I can do anything. Well, besides, <laughs> besides work a tractor. I can drive a bobcat like no other, though. Uh, all right. Well, I'll send the contract think, over. I don't think you can fit in a bobcat right now. Bullshit. <laughs> Hey, hey uh, only thing I'm going to ask you, I know your hands were tied, so the last thing I'm going to say is, you know, you, you did the best, but when, when people put three events in one little area, it, it's hard to work out. But if you guys go back there next year and they have the same scenario, just do me a favor and shoot more water on the roll-in. On the roll-in. On the roll-in. On the skater ramp, because I see how freaked out those guys were getting. And the, uh, dust, dude. the dust. Oh, hit really? It. Were, they, oh, were they were losing it? Oh God, dude! <laughs> they were flipping out. They were trying to water for freestyle, and they yeah. had to postpone practice and put it back until like eight o'clock at night. You know, that was just a joke. I, I just don't think. I, I think that property is big enough where they could do something. Something somehow put the rolling inside of the the, uh, the sports arena. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, to me, I mean, I don't know. There's so many more elements when you throw that big old mega ramp. In the middle, in the middle of a dirt floor, you know, and sun and and water, and I mean, every morning we come in, there was condensation all over the ramp, and you know, from the sea fog and everything, it was just like, to me, it would, it looked more impressive in the Staples Center, like it looked yeah. like they were dropping out of the ceiling, you know, if we had that whole floor for moto and we weren't limited on when we could water and and this that and the other, um, you, you know, it's. And, and I think the time thing as well. I mean, you, you just can't start riding at 3.30 in the afternoon. I, I don't care. <laughs> if, if, someone, if someone can show me how, I would love to know how, but how, how you can have an event go off with, you know, five-minute intervals to water and, and not get blue groove or dry or, or wet it so much right. that the riders are, are, you know, their safety is just as, as you know, Im, Im, impacted when you have it too wet as you have it too dry. So, yeah. anyway. You're, you're correct, dude. And you did, I mean, I talked a lot of shit, but you know what? You guys did the best you could do. And I, and I know Dane very, very well. I've known Dane for years. And I, I respect what you guys try to do. And, you know, your hands are tied. I mean, it's for TV, and I understand that. I don't think a lot of other people did. But just like we were talking about, I think it needs to get uh, uh, s- someone in there with that could be a referee or someone that has – could be between the riders and you guys, and you know what I mean. Instead of you know whoever, who 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 was the coordinator? Like Paul did. Paul wasn't in charge, was he? Randy, Andy uh, Regis said that he didn't think Tabley was um, putting the, the race together. Was it the the snow cross guys? It, you know, I honestly that that side of it that that would be a Dane question. Um, that would be more kind of an operations type thing, and and Dane's definitely. 
the, the go-to guy on, on that kind of stuff. I, I know the guys that I dealt with was, uh, was Tim and Sean, and, and we had, me and Dane had conversations with them. Um, yeah, well, that's probably them, then, because I know if Tablet was in there, it would have been, you know, different guys. But, hey, I give it up to yeah. Paul. I give it up to Liz, their whole crew. They do a great job with what they have to do. And, and their hands are tied, too, with ESPN. I mean, it's it's for TV, and, you know, we debated about it, and it is what it is. And I, I back X Games, and you know what I mean? It, it is what it is. It's a dirt bike race at the end of the day. It's not a golf course. And you know what? Those guys racing against Baja don't say, hell, God, the – the silt was so gnarly I couldn't drive. They, they just do it. I mean, it, you go back to the roots, it's motocross. It's not golf. You race in the mud. You race in the elements that you have in front of you. So at the end of the day, it is what it is. Yeah, it, it, you're right. But we want to give them the best, too. So. But, we'll, uh, man, I, I can promise you this. We'll, I'm sure we'll have some talks with, with uh, you know, every, as, as hard of a hit as it did take. We'll have some talks with the ESPN guys and see what we can do better with scheduling and, you know, more watering time. I mean, they they were asking us, like, hey, why why is it so dusty? You know, you're messing up the mega ramp. And it's like, <laughs> uh, we, we had five minutes to water. Right. <laughs> you know, it's like you're, you're laying it down and literally steam's coming off the ground. So, yeah. anyway. All but, right, uh, Jason. Well, thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, thank you guys, man. Lo- right. Love the show. Appreciate it. Thanks. Right. Dream Tracks. Check them out at dreamtracks.com. Builders See how many of- followers do I have now? Followers. Uh... Oh, for your Twitter? Yeah, That's I'm blowing up. Wow, you are. Yeah, you are. Who, why? How come? Uh, I don't know. Because <laughs> I know people. Because yeah, you know people who know people? I guess so. I got over a million now. Uh, I got to get on... Uh, yeah, uh, I'm going to Twitter. Have people, please follow Steve. He needs followers. I got I to gotta, I gotta beat Adam Zin Cirillo and followers by the end of the year, or else we got to name one of our shows after him. Should I won't do it. You <laughs> won't do it? No, I will help you because I don't want that kid. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, all right. Three, going on three hours, Watson. What do you want to do? It's your, it's your deal. What do you guys in the chat room want us to close it, or do you guys want us to keep? We got to do Kenny's corner. We got to do X Brand Goggle Tear Off segment. Whatever. That's where we had a Take week off. Take some calls if we you want. A, we had a week off. No one's gonna call. No one calls us. We suck. All right. That's a good point. Yeah. Excellent point. Let's uh let's do X Brand Goggle Tear Off segment, Kenny. Shh. <laughs> Don't stop that. It's the X-Brand Goggles tear-off segment, where timing is everything. X-Brand Goggles, the result of 25 years of goggle technology. All right, 15 seconds or less. Kenny, three questions. Answer them the best you can. You ready? Do it. X-Brand Goggles tear-off segment, 25 years of goggle technology. Check them out, xbrand.com. I guess we're going to go into this already. Uh, In your opinion, in the X Games, does it help? Or hurt the industry? Help. I guess we already kind of talked about that a little bit. Uh, what's the best thing? Now, I don't mean uh, like for the industry or for the sport. The best thing about X to you, what's the coolest thing at X? Just the whole, the way they, they treat the athletes and the teams. And they, they, you know, when you pull in, they're not yelling at you that you're two <laughs> feet over the line. And yeah, yeah. They welcome you with open arms. It's not like, you know, we're, mm. we're doing you a favor for, for being here. All right, 15.3. When uh, that same kind of deal, what's the worst thing about X? Security guys. Uh, 2.6. The security. I'm not talking about the X Games people. I'm just talking about the normal security guys. The uh, dudes in the yellow jackets. Yeah, this, dude, I had the best line. This one guy, I had, like, I had the full pass like, to go to the starting gate right. and everything. Right. And this one guy, this, this one big, big, enormous black dude, 
was just giving me so much shit. <laughs> and I'm sitting there debating with the guy, and Tim Dixon looks over at me and goes, hey, the last time you talked to a security like that guard like that, he knocked you out, and you got arrested. Oh, yeah, that's and right. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. yeah, really? And then the guy told me I, you had to have these, like, little green, uh, like, a, uh, a, you had to put it on your shoulder, like a first-turn pass in Supercross. And I put it, and I just tucked it into my shorts and let it hang out. Yeah. And the guy goes, hey, you got to put that on your arm. I go, bro. I spent a lot of money on these tattoos. You think I want to cover them up? <laughs> he told me to get effed. Really? Yeah, he was an asshole. Wow. <coughs> Security guards, worst thing about it. Yeah. All right, and that has been the X-Brand Goggle Tear-Off segment. Check them out, X-Brand, <coughs> thexbrand.com. Uh, 40% off discount weed. this week. X code. The code is XBRO2010, all caps, 40% off of X-Brand Goggles. Thank you, X-Brand, for your support of the Pulp Mix show. I'm kind of a big deal. People know me. I've been around. I know a lot of people. It's Kenny's Corner. F*** you if you don't like it. Suck it. All right, Kenny's Corner. Uh, three random names. Uh, let's go with two random names because we already did one of these guys, I think, right. that we talked about earlier. Uh, two random names on the list. you got to tell me your best story about them. Uh, could be Moto. Could not be Moto. Try to keep it clean. Although you didn't so much one time, but uh, first name on the list, Kenny's Corner, uh, Chris McAvoy, otherwise known as Dang, uh, J Law Racing team manager. Tell me a story about Dang. Uh, Dang, Dang's from uh, Nor- or, uh, Dang is from Reno. Um, he is. He, yeah, Dang's from Reno. He comes. He's uh, grew up with Mason and, and uh, one of his buddies, Cliffy. He got his start working for the Subway Coca Cola. Yes, team. he did. Okay, so he was a mechanic there. I became friends with him. Um, and uh, Dang is known as the good time Dang. Like, Dang ain't... Dang, don't get me wrong. Dang works his ass off. He, like... When I talk to well, him... he has to with that team, for yeah, sure. Yeah, well, he, he, he wears more than one hat. Well, Jason didn't have a driver's license. He was picking Jason up, taking him riding, taking him to court, taking him to his probation officer, doing whatever, going back to the race shop, working on, you know, working on bikes, doing whatever he has to do. So when Dang has some spare time... Dang is not afraid to throw a few back. Oh, yeah. And he, he is known to throw a few back. Uh-huh. Well, two years ago, we were at X Games, and uh, there's a uh, King. He's a truck driver for Pro Circuit. Grew up with these guys, with mm-hmm. Mason and Cliffy and all these dudes. Yeah. Well, him and Dang were, were, grew up. They were, they were buddies. Well, King used to be his truck driver at J-Law before he went to Mitch. Okay. So Dang kind of is like, I brought you into this thing, you know, blah, blah, you're right. my friend, you know, you kind of screwed me, you know, they had a little disagreement. Oh, yeah? oh. So they were at X Games, and Dang really didn't say much to him all year. Well, Dang was drinking, you know, pretty much all day before the races, you know, right. after the races, and Dang was completely, should not be driving, and he was in the van getting ready to leave. Yeah. And everyone's like arguing, don't drive, don't drive, don't drive. And King walks up, and he said, hey, don't be a dumbass, don't drive, you're an idiot, and McElvoy, Chris, says, don't you tell me what to do, and, and, and got out of the van. Uh-huh. Well, when oh, he got on. out of the van, he got out of the van like he was in a fight. Yeah. Well, I don't think he was ready for what came, and he got clobbered with a right hand <laughs> right to the eyeball. Really? Dude, the whole weekend, he had these biggest sunglasses on. He had the biggest shiner. And if everyone doesn't know, me and Dang have this little thing. If you don't know Dang and you've seen him, you'd know who he is. He's the guy with the really pointy chin, mm-hmm. and he, everyone, his nickname is The Chin. So he calls me Sausage Fingers because he says my fingers look like sausages. Right. So we have this thing going where he's the, he's the chin and I'm the sausage. Right. So Chin sausage. Chin sausage. All right. There's Dang McElvoy. 
All right. I don't know if Dang would want, want that story told, Kenny. But oh, I don't care. Dang's my friend. Yeah. Don't I laugh. have documentation. Uh, second name on the list, Kenny's Corner, uh, Davey Coombs. Uh, tell your best Davey Coombs story. ESPN reporter. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, uh, what I'll, that's what I'll talk about. Okay. Uh, when Davey, um, he had the magazine. It was still a paperback. Right. And I was working for Brian Deegan in 97, and we were at the Coliseum, and uh, that was the race Brian won. And Brian was in about fourth or fifth place about five or six laps into it. Right. And I was looking at my stopwatch, and I'm like, he he's, he's has fast lap time. Yeah, yeah. And he's coming through the pack. He's going to catch him. And Davey was going to Allie, his Wyndham's mechanic, interviewing him. You know, yeah. and then he was going to Tom Wallace, who worked for Renard at Renard, the time. Renard was winning, right, for Renard, a while, right? Yeah, and David Volumin's mechanic, who is Wayne Wayne from Pro Circuit from Pro back Circuit. in the day. Yeah. So I kept he kept walking by, and I'm like, Davey, you are interviewing the wrong guy. <laughs> He's like, What are you talking about? And I'm all, My guy's gonna win this race. And he looked at me and just started chuckling, like, yeah. There ain't no way in hell, dude. No way in hell. Yeah. He was like in fourth or fifth. Right. He moved into the lead with about two laps to go, and I'm writing on the pit board, and I seen the light come over my shoulder. Uh, yeah, yeah. And he goes, hey, Kenny Watson, you're... And I'm like, I just put my hand up, and I'm like, hate to say I told you so, but interview denied. <laughs> <laughs> so that was, that was that, it on that That's one. your Kenny Watson? That's your Davey Coombs story? Yep. Uh, good times, good times. Hey, uh, how was Hart's birthday party? Dude, it, it, it had to be one of the one of the funnest times I've had yeah. in... I can't even couldn't tell you. Scare, couldn't round up an invite from me and my wife. Though. No, it was it was a tight. Uh, it tight was a, it was a really super tight. Dane tight Cook. P- Dane Cook performed. Dane Cook performed and the U's performed mm-hmm. and uh, myself, Jason Ellis, Big B, um, Kit Cope, and Steve Astavan all roasted Kerry Hart, and uh, it was it was really really a good time. Yeah. We got up there and I got to finally let loose on Kerry for all the crap he's given me throughout the years yeah. and. Uh, it was it was awesome, you know. We it was, it was just Carrie's close friends, and it wasn't like invite your sponsors, invite this person right. and that person. It was just the place holded two hundred people, and there was probably a hundred and twenty five people in there. Right. It was fully catered, and it was top of the line. Carrie's wife, Alicia, did an amazing job. She arranged everything. She yeah. that woman right there, like if she didn't do what she does, she could be a party a party planner. Right. Right. Like it was too. To the to to the flower vases were polished aluminum where they were polishing before. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. the thing was, you would not believe it, but she was there at seven o'clock to make sure everything was perfect. Right, right. Like from video, checking video before, checking the sound, right, right. doing everything. Right. And it was just it was oh, a cool. class act. It was it was awesome. Everybody that was there had a great time. There was no, you know, no conflict of, you know, you know, you're an asshole. People trying to fight each other. Right. There was a huge cake fight at the end, nice. and it, it was it was just a really, 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 really was, was, fun. Was Dan Cook funny? Because I Dane don't Cook, really think he's funny. Dan Cook was kind of funny. Okay, all right. He had a, he had a few good. He, I don't he think the guy's that funny. I don't know. I don't see it. Yeah, right. I I I really never got into Dan Cook until right. uh, the Moto the MX chick had me watch him one night and. He has some funny shit. You oh, know? yeah? Yeah. yeah we, her and I had this little thing oh, we always talked about. Like, he has this right. thing where he says, you know, he's talking about a girlfriend. He says, you don't understand. I can't leave him. I can't leave him. These, t- like, two girls talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why can't you leave him? Because he has my CDs in his, in your truck, in his truck. Oh. So, so that was a thing. So I seen Dane Cook and I'm all. I miss you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I said, hey, Dane, I still have the chick CDs. And she left me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he just looked at me and he said, yeah, it happens. Yeah, was he a cool guy? 
like, he was totally cool. Yeah. He, it was cool because he did his set, and then after he went on the used played, and he hung out for a few songs, and some people he you know he was very approachable. Right, right, like, right. People were yeah. talking to him and taking pictures. I wonder and, how much he costs to get out to your uh, private it, it gig. Was, it was, uh, put it this way, I don't think the it, it, it was about money. She did whatever yeah. it took to have a good night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, the yeah. good thing about it, Carrie had no idea who was there. Like, he didn't know Dan Cook was playing. Oh, no? Yeah. No, he didn't know the yeah. used was playing. The used was one of his favorite band, and like when... Dan came, Cook came out. The look on his face was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, Dan and then, Cook. <laughs> and then when the U's played, he was like, oh, my effing God, are you kidding me? The U's? And he was like, "Right, right, dude, there was no one in the front. Like right. Everyone was just standing back listening to the band like yeah, they had yeah. band practice. But there was one guy in the front row just throwing up the horns, and it was art. <laughs> it was art. Yeah. <laughs> nice. That's cool. Oh, good story. Yeah, it was a good time. Too bad I wasn't there, dick. Yeah, it happens, you know. How am I going to bring? Hey, you remember Steve? You know Steve? Yeah, oh Hart yeah. Totally knows me. Come so on. So does he? Does he? Is Hart the type of guy that's going to call you and go, "Hey, let's go to dinner"? No. Okay, so then why would he invite you to his birthday party with, you know, his personal? One hundred and twenty-five friends. Sixty. Each one. You said one hundred and twenty-five. Whatever it was, each person brought one guest. One guest. Okay. Well, you could have brought me, Kenny. If I would, I would have taken your wife over you. Oh, you know what? Actually, I that would yeah, she would have loved it more than me. Yeah, but the, what happened that night? I don't think you. We would. I'd be sitting right here if I did, because I would have been like, you know, eh, what's up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. so you, you didn't have a good night, like as far as your sobriety is concerned. Oh, I always have a good night with my sobriety. <laughs> all right, I don't, I don't, I, I don't think so. Okay, I'm, but I, I don't know. I wasn't there. That's all right. I, I, I want ever to me if you don't pay my bills, fuck you. Exactly. I, I can't, I can't get rid. Exactly. Of, hey, when are we gonna get Pellegrino back on? You're gonna work on that? We need yeah, to. Yeah, let's get on that. Hey, there's no show next week. Everyone who's listening. Uh, no show next week, Kenny. I don't know if I yeah, told you that. Sucks I'm going to be in Canada uh, at the last uh, national. Well, we can get but back. We <laughs> we will be. I got a green card. I'm good. Who's going to walk the dogs? Angie, I, Angie, will. Angie told me she's going to she's going away. They're going to uh, Santa Barbara. No, I. Oh yeah. And by the way, I want to thank you very much for having her girlfriend clip me from hanging out with me. <laughs> I called her the other night and she says we can't do this no more. I can't, you know. And I'm like. And I got it out of her, dude. She told me. Yeah, well, we had lunch, and I. I yeah, and I and you, she, you straight said, "Clip Watson." Uh, <laughs> Why would you do that? This guy cause, shut cause, me down because there's nothing but heartbreak coming with Kenny Watson. She knew the rules. I sat down and I told her, "I go, hey, there's nothing more that's going to happen, but what we're doing." I and just, she was but, okay with that. But chick, no, chicks, they say they're okay with that, but they're not. They're not okay with that. And so oh. I was saving her from possible heartbreak. I'm just look at me like I'm trying to trying to do you a favor. I owe you one to put it that way. So now you're gonna <laughs> go tell Angie stuff. Yeah, you know, what am I gonna tell her? Oh, you should have seen Steve this weekend. He left the race and he went right into his room and, and started typing on his computer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what, what am I gonna <laughs> talk about you? You should have yeah. seen Steve. He was picking his toenails on the airplane. Yeah, no, there's not much there. Hey guys, everybody, thank you for putting up uh, with us this this tonight um, X Game Show edition. I think we got to the bottom of it. Some good arguments, good and bad. Looks like I was the only guy though, really. On one side of the fence, but that's okay. Um, I yeah, could, you know. and he did cock block me. He did ruin me because he's not a, he's not able to do what I do, and I think he got a little jealous. So, thank you, Steve, for uh. for blowing my action. And uh, back to the drawing board for KW. Uh, I don't think you're gonna have a problem, bud. You go Cabana Cabana 15 or whatever. I'll be back there uh, this weekend. <laughs> I'm sure you will. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you to JGRMX.com for sponsoring the show. X Brand Goggles, XBrand.com. TREMX, as you heard earlier, Brett was a big fan of TREMX. Don't forget the Metal Militia discount uh, the, on helmets and stands. Type in, uh, what was the code? MM sh Show? No. For the Militia helmet? Yeah, for the Militia helmets. You don't know it? 
Type in X Brand. Type in X Pro 2010 on xbrand.com and you'll get a discount there. Forty uh, percent off a discount off a pair of goggles. Um, it's, it, the the code is MM Deal. MM Deal. Uh, all caps on twenty percent off of the militia helmet. TREMX.com. Please support our sponsors. And if you don't like the Militia Helmet, ask them about the H&H One Industry Helmet, the Hart and Huntington Helmet, because that's a sweet <laughs> oh, lid, no. too. Now you're pumping it. Uh, uh, support our sponsors who support our show. And then we'll be back, because we don't really know, you know if we're coming back next year or whatever, or when we're, what we're doing. So. Right on. KW wants to give a little shout-out. Uh, today is the two-year anniversary of the passing of Anthony Hart, Carrie Hart's little brother. Today. Yes, who passed uh-huh. away in a supermoto accident. And uh, just... Uh, the prayers and you know to his family that's still going through hard times about losing a you know a loved one and uh, just want to say love you Tony miss you and uh, thanks for listening to the show. All right, with that we're out. See you in two weeks. You know how to cut to the core of me, Baxter. You're so wise, but like a miniature Buddha covered in hair. <laughs> <laughs>